Now, Betty, um, what are we going to do tonight? I'm going to kick some ass! <laughs> Chicago, where the fires serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. I'm back. Oh yeah. Episode 93 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go get your official TCSF shirts now. Go get them. As always, I am Big Z, and I'm here with my boy E-Rock. He's back. He's back. Yay! <laughs> What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with the monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month. Ladies and gentlemen, do you like the show? I do. Are you a fan? I am. Tell your friends and they will tell their friends and we can all be friends. Share the content. If you enjoy what you're listening to, if you think we're funny, if you think we're informative, share it with your other friends that like the same type of content and, uh, you know, help us grow the show, man. Z, what's up, brother? I haven't seen you uh, uh, Easter Easter, uh, you know, you told me Easter's not that big for you guys, but for no. us, I wasn't able to do anything, so I, I was out. Like, I was out last week with the bronchitis, so I didn't even get to see you at all. So, man, no. how are you doing? I'm, I'm all right. I, thankfully, uh, I went over with my uh, weekend sickness the weekend before yeah. that, which, which is funny because we didn't see each other, and yet we still got sick uh, um, right. back-to-back weeks. <laughs> uh, man, it's been, a, it's been a crazy week, man. This, uh, the kids are getting restless now. You know, it's, it's officially the countdown mm. for the teachers. You know, they're trying to get the, in the end of the year out, uh, out of the way. Uh, the kids and uh, the teachers are squirrely, and we're ready to get <laughs> done already. Uh, bowling, uh, I've been sucking it like, like a hard lemon. It's been pretty bad, man. It's it's disgusting how I've been playing. I want to kick myself off the team, but we're in the playoffs, so I can't do that. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the guys are always giving me shit. They're like, oh, you're going to talk about this on the podcast? Yeah. I'll be honest. When I suck, I suck. And I, I, I the past two weeks, two and a half weeks, probably even longer than that, I've sucked really bad. So I'm going to keep that uh, sound bite just so Oh, wow. Yeah, I just walked <laughs> into that. Yeah. Anyways, I did start my, my Wednesday league over at the Versi. 
Um, and that is uh, on week two. It's me, uh, Louis uh, yeah. Nunes, yep. uh, Magic. Uh, you've met Magic at the, over at the bar. Okay. And then we have a, a fourth person who hasn't showed up. And that's the reason we lost last week because we were one person short. Oh, is it that who, fucking sucks, is dude. It, is it who I think it is? Oh, no, 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 no. It's a, okay. it's a dude named Ron from, from the Tuesday League. But he he had a kind of like you, like a bout with bronchitis. Yeah. So he didn't want to come around us. So right, right. I thank you for not doing that, Ron. But, you know. We lost literally so by a hundred pins. You can't. You guys can't like bring in a substitute or something like that. Yeah, uh, we can. We can actually add another person to the roster. It's just that you know everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it, do it, and then they always flake out. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, and then you know, it's just it, you can't depend on people sometimes. It's yeah. just it's horrible. Um, let's see. Uh, that pretty much wraps up the week for me. How was your week? Well, funny <laughs> enough, speaking of bowling, before Easter that Thursday, so we had we had the Friday, we had Good Friday off of work. For the holiday of Easter, right? Uh-huh. So that Thursday, out in uh, in where I work in Elk Grove, there's an old bowling alley called Elk Grove Bowl. It's been there forever, and they are actually getting ready to close down at the end of the month. So oh, their last day wow. in operation, yeah, their last day in operation is going to be April 30th. So they've been around for I think 60, 70 years, something like that, and they're going to demolish that and put up some more of this, like you know, first floor of retail, and and then uh, oh, build up housing on top of nice it. Nice unit, yeah. It's kind of crappy because even the day that it was just a workouting, like I was. Like it was like I ran a bunch of people, um, and we just went out there, and it was cool to like hang out with a lot of these people outside of work yeah. that, I, that I see on a daily basis. And uh, yeah, so we went over there, and there was still a lot of people bowling in their league and stuff like that. So I'm like, where? You, like this is you guys closing like two weeks? Where are these leagues supposed to go? Yeah, that, that's surprising. I don't, I don't, I'm not that familiar with the area as far as what other bowling alleys are in the area, but I'm pretty sure it's like a, it's a Bolero or something. Yeah, and and that's the thing is that this place, this is a big place too. I mean, I, I forget how many lanes, but it was it was at least fifty lanes there. Cool. Yeah, it was a big. It's a big place, and then I know that uh, there's one in um, Wooddale, but it doesn't. It looks like one of those old school, like one floor, mm-hmm. like the, you know, the little. Yeah, t- yeah, it yeah. almost looks like an office building tucked away in the corner, like the old yeah. school building. That's what that one looked like. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So I went. When I went up there, and I, and I bowled like a 108, and I was just, I was happy to uh, get over 100. I was happy to get yeah. one. I got one strike. I got a couple of spares. I hadn't bowled in like 10 years, so I mean, like, I, I was happy with what I did. And I even sent you a video. You did. You sent me the video, and I was like the first one. I gave you. A couple pointers and then that's without even seeing the second one before you picked it up and I was like oh okay then you do exactly what you're supposed to do and the funny thing is is that that was like I think I had maybe three spares the whole time in two games so like yep. I was like I, I told uh, uh, Talia who I work with I was like hey do me a favor record this because I was just like I was just like hey check it out on bowling you know yeah. what I mean like look at me I'm a cool guy <laughs> so, I mean, like, so I was like alright the first one and she and she even commented she goes that was perfect because you picked up the fucking spare and I was uh-huh. like that's right baby that's right <laughs> and my balls didn't have to freeze or crack and have to do any of it so oh ouch Ouch! (laughs) But yeah, man. I mean, like you know, it it was. It sucked that we weren't. I I was kind of a little bit under the weather that day, and uh, and then it just kind of progressed, progressed, and then by by time Easter came, I was I had to go to urgent care and see what the hell's going on because I was just coughing a lot and I was like. You know, no fever, no nothing like that. I took co- two COVID tests. I was perfectly fine, but it was just uh, the coughing. So they got, you know, like went in there and they're like, oh, you got bronchitis. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't be talking on a microphone this weekend. So that's how that went. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, you know what? I had, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird recording by myself because I haven't done that. You've since, never done that, yeah. Well, since episode two. Well, uh, well, episode I, two. Episode one and two are interviews. Where I'm not really just I'm not really talking the entire time. Yeah. It was just you know, hey, here's a question. Hey, answer it. Here's another question. Yeah. Answer. So it was actually the first time that I've actually just addressed the audience and so had no what, no feedback. What, it was weird. What I mean, like, oh, what did you think of an experience like that? I think it's it's weird as not, not to have to, the instant feedback. 
Yeah, it, it, it kind of related to when I was doing the remote teaching, and you know, the kids all have their microphones off, and I'll ask a question, and it's like right. crickets. So it, it's it's, and I started thinking to myself midway through, I, as I I think I got better midway through. I was yeah. like, hey, this is let me talk to the audience, ask them the question. I know I'm not gonna get the feedback, but ask the question. And in my head, I kept thinking that, and I kept thinking Greeny. You know, because Greeny, you, Green know, does it by itself. No, you, you know who it makes me think about is Dan Patrick. Because that because yes, that's another before, one. Before Greeny had one his own singular show where he was the single host. I mean, uh, Dan Patrick on the radio. That's like one of my very first early on influences and uh, and guys that I listened to on the radio on mm-hmm. ESPN when he had like the noon to two show back in the day in the, like the early two thousand. So, I mean, that's what I think. And 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 you know, it, it's something. You you did a good job adapting as you went along because it was I, I could tell it was like a little bit of a shock. Yeah, you were just like, all right, how do I figure this out? And it and it is different. It's it's totally different because you're looking for that feedback and just the way that, I mean, shit. We had a four way uh, uh, booth in here hey, once. Hey. You know what I mean? Hey hey hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You know what I mean? And even then, like, so sometimes you know, not enough or too much is is can kind of throw you up. But I mean, you did a great job. I mean, you know, oh, appreciate it. I mean, there was a lot of editing. Don't be honest. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man. You know, like I said, I, I'm I'm here. Um, I'm here for this week. I won't be here next week, but I'm I'm glad to be here again. We got a fantastic guest this week, Lex Cruz. Uh, you know, from Illinois Media School. He's a producer, so we you know we got him on to talk about the Bulls a little bit later. And uh, you know, our softball season started this weekend already, and our, our squad took home the W, winning twenty-one to four, brother. Was that the Cubs score? Hey, sure. Well, twenty-one nothing. That's what the Cubs is. So we we uh, we owe them four runs. I guess that's what happened there, but. I mean, look, you know, early on in the season, uh, 12U, and uh, it's good for their confidence to get out there and get a W right away. We had a great day the Saturday, great weather. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun to get out there. So, you know, I, I think a lot of these girls on this team can really take a big step, and uh, we'll see where we are kind of when in the middle of summer when the season's over, going into some of the summer clinics and fall ball and stuff like that. So You have the same girls from last year? So we have, except for three, we have pretty much the same team. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And yeah. have you seen any any growth between last year and this year already? Well, so far, I mean, the the, the ones that I know, because I know a couple of our girls did some pitching uh, clinics. Well, well, pitching coaches, they work with some pitching coaches over the uh, over the winter. Um, so we saw some improvement there, and then we were lucky because we have uh, we have a, a girl that's uh, doing double duty, and she's a travel team player, mm. um, which you kind of get every once in a while in these kind of like semi yeah. semi house leagues. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like you know, and, and I told her yesterday, I was like, look, you you're more experienced than a lot of these girls out here and you playing catcher it's really important that you be the quarterback you're the only one that yes. can see the entire field the entire time so it's not only important for you to know what you have to do but it's your job also to remember what everyone else is supposed to be doing too so you can even if you're you know kind of on the field coaching as you go i mean it's an important position so i mean shout out to her because she was uh she was an integral part i mean my daughter had a nice hit finally like she had a, she had this stigma of not swinging the bat unless it's an absolutely perfect pitch she went up there, she swung the bat, and it was only half a swing. So she comes over to first, and she's like, I barely even swung it. I says, I know. Now imagine you do that with power. It would have been gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's exciting. We got a lot of games, and it's going to be a, a action-packed uh, May for us. Uh, and I'm just getting ready head up to Milwaukee next weekend for the Midwest Gaming Classic. Uh, so you got to hold down the fort next week. You got you got anything special? In the I don't know. I may, maybe I'll, 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 I'll record the show live from the, uh, from the cell. Oh. <laughs> it, they are playing at home by then. Oh, Hopefully, they'll be play, oh, playing you, better. You talking about baseball? I yeah, you, I thought you were trying to get locked up. Oh no, 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 no! I ain't Acon, bro. I ain't Acon. No, no. I think I'm going to. I'm going to go to a Sox game this weekend, and uh, 
I mean, I have the uh, I have the portable mics that I can connect to my iPhone, mm. um, so I can record video and audio at the same time. I'll give it a shot. If it doesn't work, then I'll re-record on uh, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> man, that that sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, out of town. If you if you head up to Milwaukee, go to MGC. Check me out. You'll find me around there somewhere. Playing um, with his balls. Yeah, I'll be playing with all the shiny silver balls. But uh, <laughs> n- let me let me real quick give a shout out to George and Molly J Soto, my boy, my brother. Um, um, they welcomed the birth of his very first son. Uh, I can't wait to go meet my nephew once my uh, once my my mocos go away all the way. <laughs> Your mocos, yeah, bro. That's what, that's the problem is that you know you you it takes a while for all that crap to go away. It just it's annoying because you're just sitting there all the time and, and I'm over here trying to make sure I don't cough on the mic and all that. stuff. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's a fine. That's why. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen, it is a brand new season. We are getting ready uh, to keep moving forward, and, and hopefully this weather is going to turn soon, and maybe you need a fresh start. So let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring, ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and Astound, powered by RCN. Fans, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. The ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded Hasia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, this week, we are going to cover the Cubs in Sox in three up and three down. And in the bottom line, we discuss the Bulls versus the Bucks. And this is a very bucked up uh, series, I'll say, at this point, down 3-1. And we're going to discuss all of that with our special guest today, Lex Cruz from the Illinois Media School. All that plus during the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is The Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's stories. Oh, man. I know you've been waiting for these because you haven't you didn't get no stories last week. I didn't. Oh, I, yeah. n- nothing I could react to. I'm over here at home yeah. yelling at the radio. <laughs> like the old man yelling at the clouds. Uh-huh. All right. Story number one. And this is a feel-good story. Congratulations to Detroit Tigers slugger Miguel Cabrera becomes the seventh MLB player. We have 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. He hit, has he hit a single against the Colorado Rockies this past Saturday. He became the 33rd member of the 3,000 hit club. And the, um, like I said, the seventh player to be in Major League history to achieve the milestone and 500 home runs. He got number 3,000 in the first inning against pitcher Antonio Santa, San, mm-hmm. San Cetala. Okay. I got it. Uh, fellow Venezuelan. So, I mean, I mean, that's kind of like a cool thing. Like, you're giving up the 3,000 hit, and it's one of your fellow countrymen. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I'm, maybe he threw him a meatball. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, would have. 
Hey, you're going to go in the record books forever. Didn't it happen with Michael Strahan and Brett Favre when Brett, when Michael Strahan got the the sack record? Brett Favre laid down so he could get the sack. No, did he? Yeah, yes. He, you don't remember that? No, yes. he, he balled he, up or something. Yeah, he balled up, and, and then all, uh, Michael Strahan. I think he had to do was come tap him while he's on the ground. But that's not even like I mean, that, that's not. Is that like, equivalent to a meatball? How is it not? You're just giving it up, yeah. right? That's exactly the same. Yeah, but I mean, the guy still has to hit the ball. I understand that, yeah. but I mean, you got a guy that has 2,999 hits. You serve one up, you know he's going to hit the damn thing. I mean, at least he should. So the biggest thing was that uh, the Tigers were in uh, uh, New York last weekend. Yeah. And they kept walking him, so he, they would, he wouldn't do it there. Yeah. So That's bullshit. It, I mean, again, it's, it's the exact opposite of, you know, what happened when he actually got his hit. You know, and, and that's the thing is that, like, I mean, you look at some of these all-time players. I mean, Pete Rose, obviously, I don't know if yeah. anyone's going to actually beat that. He's got 4,200 uh, uh, hits. But, I mean, like, no, that's not gonna happen. you know, I mean, like, Jeter, like, you know what I mean? Cal Ripken, Wade Boggs, A-Rod, Ichiro, just most recent one. I think Paul Molitor, Stan Musial. I mean, like, all these amazing players, and he gets to put his name on that man. So, and don't forget, he's a World Series champion from the 2003 uh, Marlins, which, uh, t- yeah. much to my chagrin, he is a champion. Yeah, he is. He played, I think he played third base and uh, shortstop at yep. that point because he was uh, a lot lighter, a lot smaller. He was. He was. Once upon a time. Once <laughs> he, upon a time. Now he's big Miggy, not still a little Miggy. Well, and that's the thing is that, like, you know, you, you, I think people forgot about how good Cabrera was. Especially, oh, yes. like, once they won that World Series and, and he went to Detroit and he just stayed there his whole career after that. So, uh, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that he stayed for so long and he never got traded away like yeah. Pools did and then ended up back with them, you know. I think the last two years would have been the opportunity to trade him because, yeah. uh, you know, you know, bank for your buck, you need a veteran that can hit the ball very well and he's in a good clubhouse leader but you know Detroit's like no we're, we're gonna keep him and uh, he's gonna end his career with us yeah I mean and good for him I mean this is like I said congrats to to, to Miggy and uh, I mean it's an amazing feat to me like, it's only 33 players in MLB history that ever had this so I mean good for him and I think right now he's tied with uh, Clemente I mean yeah, wow 3,000 3, is Clemente that's his exact, his exact yep. number right mm-hmm. yep I mean I mean for us it's 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 kind of like bittersweet because it's like this is exciting but it's also like one of your rivals yeah yeah that's you know it's it's like it's like full wholesome cubs fans it's oh, exact it's the same yeah, yeah yeah also it means we're old since we saw his whole career <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah all right uh speaking of new york story number two a <laughs> hey, yankee fans you can go uh <laughs> Go walk in the, into the, in the to, uh, You can walk into take, the traffic, man. Take a long walk off a short pier, or off the golden, uh, off the uh, what is it? What bridges are over there? Ooh, ooh, the Brooklyn Bridge and Brooklyn Bridge, yeah, Washington Bridge, whatever, whatever. Just walk off the bridge. <laughs> Yankees fans, throw a trash, <laughs> throw trash at the Guardians outfielders after New York win. Did you see this? You saw so, the video of this? So, so are you saying they actually threw trash or just a bunch of Yankees fans jumped onto the field? Ooh. I mean, that's kind of shots fired. Like, yeah. Thing, like, yeah, I'm walking here. A bunch of trash <laughs> on the field, yeah. yeah. The Yankees are actually in, what, second place in the East? I mean, yeah, it, it's horrible. I mean, one of the Guardians, um, I believe he he, he fell, uh, making a play, hit his head, so they kept on checking on him. And I guess the Yankees fans were talking shit to the, to the fielder that uh, it happened to. So this other uh, Cleveland outfielder goes out there and he starts um, climbing up pretty much one of those short fields, uh, short walls, and arguing, and the fans start throwing stuff at him. 
Look, I mean, you, trash people do trash things. I mean, that's what it is. Right. And but it's not the first or second time. And, and and here's the thing. I mean, like, you know, it's not like you're talking about like you're, you're some, it's not like the Red Sox or something like that. Like, it's no. it's just weird. And, and you know, when Anthony Fuentes in here talking about the Yankees and Yankees fans and then how when he was in, uh, when he was getting shipped off, I think, or in his basic training when they're like blowing yeah. up his phone when, when the... Uh, when the Mets lost in the World Series and all yeah. that shit, I mean that's one thing. But I mean, you know, it's different when you're just playing a very early season, like regular season game, and you're just start acting like a bunch of assholes. You know, I mean, like I think the Cubs fans are the only ones that can really get away with throwing something on the field, and that's a home run. Yeah, the opposite opposite team home run. Yeah. That's that's understandable. But funny enough, I, this morning I did see um, on one of the White Sox pages I subscribe to, um, Scott Pasenek in that 2005 season. He's go, he's leaping towards the wall trying to catch a almost uh, what would be a home run ball, and there's a Yankee fan charged up about to knock him in the face. Mm. He did get punched in the face eventually, but that's the type of fans the Yankees are. I mean, come on, guys, you you've got to build, you gotta, you gotta have some class. Um, yeah, well, once the once the uh, once the Cowboys are out of it, you know. All the Yankee fans start getting riled up for baseball, so they're probably still mad that the, the fucking Cowboys didn't do shit last year. That's probably what's because New York teams suck. Yeah. The Giants and the Jets, and then well, and they, they don't even play I, in New York. How about that? Yeah, Yankees fans are probably mad that the fucking Lakers are out of it too. So, yeah, those are the two teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how they operate. America's team, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, story number three, and this is right up your humor. Yeah, and this is a feel-good story right here. Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> Florida bride and caterer have been charged after serving marijuana-laced food at a wedding. Where was my invitation? Yeah, I, I think it got lost in the mail, brother. <laughs> a Florida bride and her wedding caterer have been criminally charged after a serving food laced with marijuana to the wedding guests, sickening them and sending several to the hospital. Man, they're just freaking out because they didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, yeah, Dana something, because I'm not going to pronounce that last name. Shaboa? Shab- oh, man. You know Sab- Seboyas. <laughs> it looks like Seboyas. Because <laughs> she's crying now she's in prison. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I'll put that in post for you. I know Espanol. <laughs> I know Espanol. <laughs> Her and Jocelyn Bryant, who catered the wedding, faced charges for violating Florida's anti-tampering laws, delivery of marijuana, and culpable negligence. Wow. I mean, uh, upon, upon asking the bride and the group whether they had consented or requested any of the food to contain cannabis products, the groom said, uh, uh, the groom, Andrew Savoy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Savoy, <laughs> <laughs> Goya uh, stared, <laughs> stared at the W with a blank expression for a few moments before stuttering uh, no <laughs> he was still high that's why how you ask somebody who's high a legit question oh my god I don't know I, you so what, I want to know what, what their uh, what, the their food, wedding, what the food was well I want to know what their wedding song was it's like Afro Man or some shit like that. Cause I got high. Yeah, exactly. Cause I got high. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So yeah. What, what was on the menu? Lasagna, chocolate covered strawberries, and pudding shots. Pudding shots. So you had pudding shots with laced with. Yeah. That, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pudding. You know what I mean? Like it's a little. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 Because you know what? It, I think one of the most uh, popular ways to infuse cannabis is is through butter. 
Okay. That's what it is. It's like can of butter. And basically, like, if you... So you can't consume raw raw herb because it doesn't do anything for you. You actually has to... It, heating it up is what releases the THC. Mm-hmm. So that's why people use it for cooking. And, like, you you know, you melt down, like, a regular butter. You put your stuff in there. You let it heat. And then you actually strain it out. That's how you get your can of butter. So a lot of people will do that. And they'll... People put it on toast and, you know, eggs and whatever the hell. But, yeah. There was Ooh. a show on Netflix. Well, look uh, out for your new show. Yeah. No, I mean, I, so once... <laughs> Once I read this story, I was like, okay, well, how does that work? Like, what do they do? But I remember there was actually a show on Netflix. I think Kevin Hart was a guest at one point. Some, uh, Ron- was it Bronson? Some, yeah, Action, action, action Bronson. Bronson it was on there. Um, I think Ron, the comedian Ron Funches was on there. And basically, it was like uh, uh, they would get served a meal by these, these, these chefs. chefs well, that, well, we're not. Who, right. Whose specialty it would be cooking with cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. So it might have been called Cooking with Cannabis. I don't remember the name of the show because... Pretty sure that's what it's called. Because <laughs> you were... Yeah, because, but I mean, this guy right here, I mean, you know, he like you said, he probably had no idea what the hell was going on anymore. He probably forgot by then. <laughs> but how? why didn't he get arrested then? I mean... The, why is the, the, the wife and the caterer, so it almost sounds like maybe he didn't know about it. Maybe he was just high and didn't know. What, yeah. What He's like, huh, what? <laughs> what? Where am I? Who is this lady and why is she wearing a white dress? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man i knew you like this story oh man hey man like here's the thing you know if you're in you're in uh uh the company of those who do partake then yeah. i get it but i mean you can't just bring that shit on people no 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 you gotta have consent just like everything else man yeah dude if she says no or he says no it means no that no means no damn it <laughs> just say no thanks nancy reagan you ruined everything <laughs> where's my where's my deer shirt? <laughs> That's what you're gonna say. You know, was it? Uh, what's the name of the dog? Was it? But I what what did dare? Do you remember what dare stood for? I think it was like drugs are really excellent or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the acronym at Saban, not at Diego. <laughs> Officer friendly. Officer friendly. What was out of was it what was the dog's name Clifford or something? Oh, the, what, no! Uh, you talking about rough the crime dog? Yeah, that hey, one too. Take a bite out of crime. Yeah, that fucking. When you tie to fuck. <laughs> what kind of dog wears a trench coat? I mean, come on. Okay, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's a whole different subject. We're not touching. Is that lipstick? Oh, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Oh, man. (laughs) We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? 
Check out ACSI.tech and click on careers to get started. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers. This is Enrique Calderon coming to you from True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Y te lo dice Enrique Calderon. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is Three Up and Three Down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Yo, E, what's going on with your cubbies? Yo, the Cubs scored three touchdowns last weekend. Say what? Beating the Pirates 21 to nothing on Saturday. The biggest shutout win in Chicago Cubs history and the biggest Pirates loss since the 1950s. Um, you know, unfortunately, they ended up going uh, three and four in or losing three out of four in the series against Pittsburgh. And they ended up finishing up their last homestand two and five. Uh, this last game, we just finished watching uh, Frank Tank went up there with bases loaded and they could not get it done. And they ended up losing by one run. I saw a lot of people on Facebook in the group talking about, but, you know, how are we losing to the Pirates? Stop acting like the Cubs are some superstar team. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, are you not? Like, what? what, what? You're almost at the equivalent of the Pirates. I mean, you have some some better talent with Suzuki and, but, I mean, and Contreras. Here's the thing. Uh, the Pirates, the Reds, the Brewers, if the Brewers are good or bad, you know what I mean? The Cardinals, the, these teams are, because the Cubs are so popular, yeah, they, they get up o- from. They always get up. The, when we had to play the Rays, what, after the after y'all were done with the Rays and they right. came over to the north side, we we played them and uh, they took two out of three from us. And then we and then the Pirates came in town and they took three out of four from us. So I mean, like we were able to get one win against the, the Rays, who is it was actually a very good team. I was right. a little bit surprised that they were able to pull that off. But I mean, yeah, like this this one offensive explosion, 20, uh, 21 runs. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, Hendricks had a good game. He went seven innings, no runs, I think no walks. Um, I think it was like four hits. So I mean, he he did good. But look. I think this is exactly where we thought the, the Cubs could be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Seiya Suzuki has brought new life to the team on the north side, and, you know, he's he's getting people out there, getting people excited, getting people to think about what could be coming next. People are still bitching about Hayward. People have no idea what to think of Madrigal because he's streaky. You know, so, I mean, like, it's, it's just... Uh, it's it's where exactly I personally thought the Cubs would be right now. So you know they're they're seven and nine. They're what the, the Cardinals are nine and five again. Like I told you, like the, the, everyone in baseball is is either hurt or they're still ramping up. Especially pitchers. Pitchers take a while to get stretched out. Starting pitchers do. Yeah. And and hitters they they're streaky too. They need timing. And then and all, and then when you're new to a team, you need chemistry. And it's so it's so early in the season. Yeah, like I said, it is seven and nine. I mean that that's a football record, right? This that's mm. not a, ba- a baseball record. Is like a hundred and whatever to like yeah. ninety. You know what I mean? Like that's that's your baseball record. Everyone, the the season, calm so. your tits. It's yeah. it's it's, it's, it's only the Both yeah. So it's only the first month. Just relax. Like everyone is going to be going through these ups and downs that first month. Yeah. You you, you see a lot of teams with 10, 11, 12 wins right now. The only reason is because they don't have that many injuries. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And even the cards at the top of the division right now are nine and five. The Brewers are nine and six. I mean, you're right there, and so it's not like it's not like even ten wins is like some amazing thing. No, I mean, it's you know not. I mean? Like that's barely above uh, 
that's like what you know like i said nine and five but uh but yeah man i actually heard you rooting for the cubs last week on the show but yeah. like, you're here by yourself i mean I, you know i didn't even have to give you that influence i didn't even have to push down you because i don't hate the cubs well, you, i just well, i cub heard fans. You, yeah but out loud okay out loud <laughs> you out loud says i hope the cubs win because you wanted to beat the rays because it's important for seeding down the line yeah. when you are a potential playoff team or a team that that has the potential to go on deep into the playoffs seeding does matter so does. winning every game does matter but i mean it adds up know. at the end that's, that's the whole point that's what i was like hey y'all kick their ass thanks a lot well and we'll try to help you out whenever you need it you know what i mean yeah. it's got to go both ways hey, at some point mlb is going to restructure or realign everybody mm. and when these yeah. two teams are going to be both in the central and we're going to play each other more it might dilute the uh, the the rivalry I don't think so I think these two teams Are going to talk shit About each other No matter what Look I mean my, my whole point is that I'm just glad that I have Receipts of you Yeah Cheering for the Cubs That's all That's fine Doesn't bother me at all Just build up my database <laughs> All my weapons <laughs> Bang 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 Alright brother It's been a rough I've been following I haven't seen every game But I need you to tell me What the hell Is going on On the so site White Sox White Sox The White Sox. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Um, they're facing a case of the deja vus with all these injuries. And as soon as someone comes back, another one goes down. Uh-huh. It, it literally said insert joke here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The IL reads like a Bible passage at this point. Man, it is bad. The, the White Sox injury list is horrible. Let's start off with the top. Uh, Josh Harrison, day-to-day with a shoulder. We got Ryan Burr on a 10-day, also shoulder. Uh, he's starting his triple uh, A triple A uh, rehab assignment. You got Eloy Jimenez. They put him on a 10-day, but that dude is going to be li- missing six to eight months with that uh, hamstring injury. Dude, I mean, like, you know, it's unfortunate to see Eloy once again go down with an injury. I mean, we saw this happen last year, mm-hmm. you know, early enough in the season. And uh, and it wasn't that he wasn't hustling. He was hustling down no, first. And, and that's the thing. He busted his that, ass, and that's yeah, when he gets hurt. Right. So, I mean, and, and that's why sometimes you got you have to understand your body, right? You have to understand how high you should jump, where what you can handle, right? I mean, and that's part of it. You know, I mean, yeah. like, do I want you to run as fast as you can? Yeah, but I mean, like, don't you know when you're at max? And if you try to push it past that it, point, it, it was a weird because his left foot almost missed the first base, and then when he planted with his right foot, it was like a, a his a stiff foot. Yeah. So like it was all the way all the way extended. So when he landed, and he's a big boy, he put all that pressure on there, and it, it probably just you know, it, he, that's a hamstring injury. I mean. Six to eight weeks. You're looking that's, at All Star game. Hey man, that's Devin Booker right there. Devin, Devin Booker in the NBA playoffs for the Suns right now, dealing with that hamstring injury. I mean, that's no joke. And, and yeah, it's painful. Yeah, and they, they take forever to heal. Yep. Oh, uh, you also got Moncada, who still it says he's feeling something wrong with his oblique. Okay. Um. Yeah. So look, good luck with that. Wasn't he feeling sick half of last season because he had COVID? Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. At uh, some point, you know. That's yeah. Again, yeah. At some point, you, something's got to get. Uh, again, Robert uh, with the groin. Yeah. Didn't play this weekend for, against Minnesota. Uh, Matt Foster's on bereavement. Uh, Joe Kelly looks like he's throwing uh, mid nineties right now with no discomfort, so he should be back uh, a couple weeks. Lance Lynn, we know he got the surgery. Uh, crochet, ten days. Mm. Mercedes, ten days with the broken head. Yeah, it's just literally 
Uh, yeah, I know. Mercedes has been partying at the. I've been watching his Instagram. He's been partying at pools and doing all types of stupid what stuff. What are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, what, what, he's what got no cast, no nothing on his hand. Or okay. a broken hand. Yeah, but I mean, like, where is it? You know what I mean? Like, is it something that they need to treat? And then, you know what I mean? Whatever it is. Well, yeah, surgery, inject, Injections, it. shit like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, but but that's the thing is that, you know, aside from if you can't hit, you know, you, you can you run. Can. Yeah, you can't. But that's what I'm saying. You can't really catch. If you can't catch, it you hurts can't throw. Run. It that's, hurts to run if you have a broken hand. Yeah, because you're swinging your arms around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If you're running the, properly. So, I mean, what, hey, what else is he supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. <If> you, <laughs> what, who, who are you thinking about that runs? That was a Napoleon Dynamite yeah. set, runs with her fucking arms flopping around. Like, <laughs> Gosh. God. <laughs> yeah. So, at this point, let's be honest. The White Sox smiling system is ranked dead last. And <clears throat> at the moment, with the most top tier talent is in the majors already yep. and then the prospects that are still an A ball so they really got nobody to bring up to fill in any spots can I once again bring up the 2015-2016 Chicago Cubs which is the trajectory that you guys are on once again following the same thing where all of your major talent is at the big league level and now you have no one to bring up the cup, and that's what it is is that good teams mean if your team is good that means that all your picks all your prospects have panned out yeah. and, and you've been able to fill in gaps with you know some free agents you know, mm-hmm. things like that yeah. uh, you know and see what you can develop sometimes you pick up a project from another team like the Cubs with Jake Arrieta uh, who recently retired by the way yeah yeah, that yeah. was cool too um, he, I, I think he, he you know took the Instagram and, and, and talked about that so talking about Cubs being always his own but, uh, but yeah I mean like you know it's like I said it's very reminiscent of that time period of the Chicago Cubs where all your best players are on the major league level and whatever prospects you do have you have to trade off and you see sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't yeah. you know, I'm sure that the right now the White Sox would still love to have someone like Tatis even mm-hmm. though he's out right now yeah. but I mean they would love to have him so you can have uh, TA at second base where his natural position is I mean like, a, like you hit the nail right on the head I mean there's so much of the talent that's up here right now and there's nothing we can do Rick Hahn has his work cut off from and what yeah. he can do as far as uh, mid-season acquisition what can he do what, what can he plug in because right now we do have Def at, at the outfield position Even though we were down two outfielders We still have Adam Engel yeah. and, and a bunch of guys that we can plug here With Vaughn and Sheets So th- th- that'll be fine And then AJ Pollock is back So outfield is going to be fine Yeah I mean Our, our issue is nice. second base and third base right. Okay well which is your most important part right Exactly there. You know what I mean And TA is just in his own I don't know what is going on with him and right now I, I think it, it's got to be mental it, Because it, it reminds me when his best friend passed away And he started playing like shit Yeah so there's there's something going up in his head. It's like he's trying too hard. You try you're trying too hard. You make he had three games and he had six errors. But now now here's the thing too. So now you're looking at the left side of your infield out. Or, I mean, not out. When Kata's out, and the TA is out of his mind, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm gonna call him out, right? All right. Because I mean, how how many injuries is he having the past week? Or not injuries. Uh, uh errors. Errors. Uh, three games, six errors. Yeah, dude. That's a that's like that's a lot for a season. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, a that's lot for a whole ass season. Right, and a middle finger to, to a fan. Yeah, and he's yeah. gonna get suspended for one game. Yeah, and Berto's like, yeah, that's my. I was like, okay, calm down, calm your tits, there, Sparky. Uh, yeah, come on, Berto. Let's let's be honest. That's not a cool thing to do because Kyrie Kyrie did it, and guess what? He got fined a lot. Right. Money. Yeah. So so now this is this is what I'm looking at right now. You know, do you think? Now Sox fans are really hurting at the fact that they didn't try to get someone like Correa. 
Yes, yes, again. More than before. More than before, yes. Before, I felt like Sox fans were unhappy with the the lack of moves that the Sox did looking for some of the bigger names around there. It wasn't a ton of big names. I mean, mean, look, Freddie Freeman, Carlos Correa, those are pretty fucking big names. Those are huge names. Changing positions, changing teams, okay? I mean, like I said, I wanted uh, Correa on the Cubs because I thought, especially with Suzuki, I mean, it gives you a boost. You got Magic Girl second. You know what I mean? Like, you're really trying, you shore up your infield and you need wisdom and you need Frank the Tank to do well. But again, you're, you're, you're at least showing some competitiveness, right? Right. And the Cubs would be at that point putting the cement down. Right. For the, you know, putting the foundation down for the right. rest of the house. And like I said, that brings more free agents. Now, it does. He doesn't have that weird contract where he has to opt out after every, every year. year in a three year deal. But. So hopefully Minnesota sucks. It, well, yeah. Except for today when they whooped us. Yeah, they did that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that now I think you guys are actually hurting a little bit more that you didn't go after another like high level free agent, uh, you know, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Because now you're looking at it as like, okay, well, TA struggling right now. Moncada's out. I mean, you think about the fact that we, even when Moncada out, he's not as good as uh, as Correa. No, know, as far as a hitter. No, 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 no. But you have another guy that can bear the load, right? It's just like Zach Levine needing Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. Right? You have someone else to carry carry the uh, the load for you. Now you got uh, uh, Lou Bob, who you know, like you said before, I I, I I wasn't sure that he was ready, but I mean, more the more and more I look at him, you know, you, you're correct. This is a guy that does have the potential to be an MVP candidate. You know, he's better than Eloy, but and Eloy's out there hurt right now. Mm-hmm. So Eloy's hurt for what? 10 weeks all-star yep. break you said yep um i know that lou bob has had issues yeah it's, it's and, a groin to give him a couple couple days let him rest it groins are tricky too Groins Again, are tricky so. for running and fucking hitting, that's what I'm saying. let him rest them you, you know, know what i mean so and, and so what what do you got what are you guys at now i know that there's a losing streak going on yeah i think we're down seven games or something I mean, that's, like that. that's, yeah. that's bad all right so you know, we we can we can include injuries if you want to. Okay. I don't like doing that because every team has to deal with injuries. But looking at the way it is right now, are you more disappointed in the way that the Sox have started the season or that the the, the way the Bulls ended the season? Ooh. Bam. Because this is and that, this is very similar because I was going to ask my our guest later on the same thing, but hopefully I remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Bulls. And the White Sox are in the same trajectory. Yeah. Where they peaked early, got to the playoffs, and got spanked. You look Yeah. Because last year, the White Sox were coasting the entire year in first place. Yeah. Had no pressure. So when they got down to to the playoffs, they thought it was nonchalant. Whoa, we'll get past, you know, the Houston. Uh, No, the fuck you won't. You seen the meme? No, the fuck you won't. Yeah, no. So that's that's looks like what happened with the Bulls. They were, you know, they peaked a little too early. You had Demar going for 40, 50 and in a hundred that one week, and uh, after that, they've been mediocre, and everyone's figured them out. Right now, the White Sox are pitching. Our starting pitching has been very good, uh, aside from uh, Velasquez and Keiko. Keiko, holy shit! Like you said, don't get him. Don't, don't, do not let him get around the bus in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, leave his ass out there in the ten thousand lakes. Let him drown because we don't need his ass. Heiko looks like Jake Arrieta when he came back to the Cubs for his second stint. That's what he's doing right that now. That bad, yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and it's sad because, like I said, him him seventeen million. Well, oh my god, you can't eat that money. It's it, it, to me, it's not about that. I mean, like yes, you're, you're you're upset that you paid a guy that you expected to be a key cog in your rotation. You paid him a lot of money, and that's you know that's kind of the risk that you take. Being yep. that he had the championship pedigree with the 2017 uh, Astros, and then you know he kind of he had that weird year where no one was getting signed. Him and Kimbrel like signing really late. Yep. The Cubs ended up getting Kimbrel, and he ended up going to Atlanta. Atlanta. 
Atlanta, who mm-hmm. was really you know just trying to see when they could finally get in, where they fit in with, the, with them winning the World Series last year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, it, it's it's it was a risk that you guys took, right? And th- and that's what it is. I mean, you're looking to see if a guy that definitely had some uh, you know success early in his career, if he can find that again. But I mean, you look at your rotation right now. I know that you're missing Rodon, even though oh yes. But but again, let, let me remind you about Carlos Rodon. He was not that good before he kind of got that resurgence after he was released and then brought back last season. Well, he, he was, had to find he, it. He was on a well, also yeah, he was on a prove it deal. Right, exactly. And then so, he proved, and then he proved he it. Proved it, but, and, he, and he got paid. Right, and that's the thing is that sometimes it's the same thing. What happened with Kyle Fuller? Kyle Fuller. Was was really good his first season with the Bears. He went down uh, two seasons in a row where he just wasn't very good. He got to season four where he was going to see if he, they were going to pick up his fifth year, and then he balled out, and then he ended up, ended up you know, he got a little bit of a deal, mm-hmm. and then they ended up shipping him off to uh, Denver because at that point he was too expensive for a team that really wasn't going anywhere. Right. But it's very similar to that. It's like, you, hey, it's a prove it deal. Okay, well, he proved it, and it's just like, well, how do we know this is a fluke versus something that could be long-term? I mean, you could look at another guy like you, Darvish, in the same light. You yeah, know, when he had to kind of prove it again all over again. So, I mean, it's it's uh, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with this team. But you still haven't answered my question. Oh, which one's worse right now? What what right now? Which which one is more disappointing? The start of the Sox season or the end of the Bulls season? The end of the Bulls season. That's more disappointing right now because the start of the White Sox. I mean, we're still at the beginning of the, of the baseball season, so yeah. they still have time to right the ship. You still have time to get back from injury. You still have time to make acquisitions. Right now, we're at the end of the rope with the Bulls. Right, we're walking the plank because we're about to get pushed off that boat. Yeah, because this game, and I said it, I said it, they're gonna get swept. If anything, they win one game, and yeah. that's and because they don't change their game plan. No, and, and you're and you're right, man. I mean, I, I can't wait to talk to uh, Lex Cruz a little bit later about yeah. this and really get in depth with it. But I mean, like, you know, I, I look at it right now, and, and one thing that I remember that that I said about the White Sox before the season began was that mm-hmm. it's going to be important for them to get off to a hot start. Yeah, because then it it, once once they go into May, you know the end of May and you get into June and you start to get into some dog days a little bit. Except, I mean, you want to have some kind of separate. cushion. Yeah, you want to have that type of cushion so that you can um, be able to come back if your team has some injuries and you kind of go down and you have a losing streak like this and this is very reminiscent of the Bulls going down early and now you got to fight your way back so a seven game losing streak to, to begin again it's early in the season but it's it's you don't want that to snowball no you don't and to your point of Rodon uh, his first start five innings uh, two walks 12 strikeouts uh, second one uh, he gave up one run two walks nine strikeouts his third outing Two walks, eight strikeouts. Mm-hmm. He has an ERA of one oh six. So again, I mean this this reminds me very much of, of well this reminds me of Jake Arrieta, right? Because I mean like he had struggles early in the season. He found it out, he he got comfortable with the team, and then he you know he balled out when when the team showed that they believed in him. Now he like I said, he had to come back from the fact that he was cut last year. He came out and proved himself, and you know. Hey, he got paid by someone else, and that's just how it works out sometimes. Agreed. So, I mean, like, I'm I'm happy for him that that him and his wife can be very happy now, and they don't mm-hmm. have to sit there and bitch people out on but Twitter. I mean, but yeah, I mean, but look, <laughs> I can say early in the season they're six and nine right now. They're in third place because with that loss to the to the uh, to the Twins today, that pushes them back a little bit, and it, and the Twins are only five hundred. Right? Yeah, and before I get into some good news, let's face it, like, the, the, I, I and I express on this show many times, and you see my frustration. Tony Larusa, he's got to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's got to go. I can't continue to watch the team play. Lurie Garcia, who's kind of like an old eighty-two average. Larry, Larry, 
playing bad defense and he can't he can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Um also TLR's not making the right substitutions. Uh he's costing us games. Because he doesn't know who's on the team. No, he doesn't. He's like, hey Maguire, get out there at first. Bonds. Oh wait, you weren't on my team, Bonds. No. But you were doing drugs with all these guys anyways. <laughs> Why uh, are you always in the clubhouse? What are you doing here? <laughs> it's it's like when you're in high school and you keep showing up to your buddy's class and the teacher's like, Who are you? Why are you here? Yeah. You're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> we're just getting ready to cut class next that, year. No worries. Yeah, no worries. All right. So White Sox, get it together. I need to. I need a win because I'm going next weekend, and I expect a decent weather and a win. Look, I mean, I, I'm going to piggyback on your thoughts about uh, Tony Larusso because, uh, again, AJ Hinch was there. Yep. And you did not. Get he was it. legit hired. Yeah. And then the owner stepped in like, "No, I want this old man to come in and manage." Yeah, yeah. It's it, it was a huge mistake, and you you know, it, it's frustrating because I feel like. The, the potential that this team has They're just right now not living up to it And I'm uh, like I said my biggest fear right now Is that it's going to snowball for them And you just don't want this team to get out of control no. You have to find a way to fight back And you have to get some of these guys that are playing Substitution uh, innings For the guys that are hurt right now To have that confidence you know And you don't want to ha- you didn't want to have to lean on them so early in the season No no same thing just like the Bulls The injuries yeah. you're leaning on all these guys who are Not supposed to be playing every day Larry Garcia again yes he's he's a Swiss army knife but yeah play him once or twice a week yeah. not every I mean, day yeah he's a knife but he's fucking dull yeah right a so dull I mean, knife like, yeah. yeah so i mean like yes yeah. so is he is he functional sure sure you know what i mean can will he show up and put on a uniform absolutely yeah. is he gonna be that sharp not really no, no. you know what i mean like if he's, he's a body yeah yeah it's right. like when you're playing you know softball co-ed softball or whatever you know softball for shits yeah. and you're like we need one more guy yeah we need one more guy one yeah. more girl just to be Put him in right field. Just anyone. put him in right field. Just, yeah. just hide him over there. Yeah, anyone. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Like, uh, you bring the beer and you're in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't come here with you. All right, so if I know AJ Hinch is off the table, obviously because he's over there in Detroit and coaching very well, who can we put in if, if, if TLR is giving the boot tomorrow? I mean, you know, look, I'm, I'm about to jump on the bandwagon with you. Ooh. I'm about to jump on the bandwagon with you. You know what I mean? Because, like, look, one one thing that that I I, I think the right mentality is for a South Side team, a South Side Chicago team, is that grit, right? You mm-hmm. and, and grit clothing company, right? Hey, you look at got, that! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. like that time. I do. Uh, you know, shameless plug for them. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, what, we watched the post game after after the Sunday game, right? Mm-hmm. We saw the first thing, fucking Ozzy with his foot up on the table, using his phone with the pop socket on the back and the light on, and fucking. Yeah. Uh, you saw Frank fucking just like half keeled over on the sofa, like I can't believe this just fucking happened. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it, Frank looks like he's gonna fucking like throw a eugenics bottle at somebody. He was so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> he's so, like a shameless plugs. Come on, <laughs> it's not Ryan Sandberg. Oh, <laughs> oh man, you want to talk about? Hair plugs, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, uh, yeah, I, that's that's the frustrating thing, you know what I mean? Like, did they? I mean, Ozzy said that, yeah, I'll get if it was between me and Larusa, you know, I'm more than happy to give it to Larusa if, if you know, if I'm in that position to make that decision, you know, that's the kind of mentality he was giving out, but at the same time, I'm like. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like they have to do something, and they got to start with the manager because I just, I just feel like he's not getting the job done. And I, I, I don't think he's doing just a fucking favor. I don't know if he's going to last the season if it keeps going this way. You know what I mean? Let's say, God forbid, they have, like they lose like ten more games in a row. Yeah, he's gone. 
You have to fire him. He's fucking gone. You have to fire. And that's the thing is that Rick Khan is gonna have to answer yep. to the owner. Yep. And that's the it's like I gotta fire him. Yeah. He's not doing his job. Yeah. And you're gonna be like, Jerry, what do I do? He's like, I'm Moonlight as Bob Dylan impersonator. Fucking guy. Yeah, I mean. Come on, you, you have to do something because the manager is not getting it done. I mean, point yeah. blank, that's what it is. And you need, and then at that point, you need the complete opposite of him, dude. And, and I think that I only think I think the only reason that he got fucking hired because he's the only one who could decipher what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck Jerry's saying. They, they speak the same bored ass old man stuttering and rumbling and fucking stuff. You know the they're the only ones that understand each other. So but I, they have nice calligraphy. I, I guess. I guess. I mean, that's when you had to take handwriting in second grade. <laughs> Yeah, back in the fucking 1920s. Jesus, they made it. He was the uh, founder of Old English. Speaking of Jesus, I think he was one of their classmates. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, fans, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Hey guys, this is Mike Deportes and you're listening to True Chicago Sport Farms Podcast. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. This is The Bottom Line. And that's The Bottom Line! In this segment, we discussed the biggest Chicago sports stories topic of the week. And this week is none other than the Chicago Bulls and the disappointment. Yeah, man, Chicago Bulls in the playoffs. Uh, Today's special guest is Lex Cruz. He is an instructor at the Illinois Media School. 
Um, this man is a jack of all trades, a coach by day from middle school. He's an audio engineer by night at Jungle AE, and he is your friendly neighborhood producer artist at uh, I Feel Nocturnal. Lex, what's up, brother? Hey, how you guys doing? We're great. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, last time we talked was on uh, Mike Logic's All Net podcast, and we, uh, I think, we were discussing what uh, moves the Bulls had made be- uh, before the season. And I know before yes. that you were on one of his episodes too. So it's uh, yeah. now that we're on the other side of uh, the season, pretty much, and actually in the postseason. I mean, the, you know, I know that you probably know a lot more uh, NBA stuff than we do because we watch the Bulls. <laughs> But we're yeah. not like crazy NBA fans like you and Mike are. So yeah. I mean, like, gotcha. you know, I mean, let, let me let me start it off with this because I don't think that uh, looking at the way that the Bulls ended the regular season, I don't think a lot of people, at least Chicago fans and national pundits, really had a lot of high expectations for the Bulls going into the playoffs. But I mean, uh, you know, based on the start that the Bulls had and where yeah. where they are now, I'm going to give you a comparison because I'm looking at what's going on with the Nets too. So what, who would you say is a bigger disappointment right now, the Bulls or the Nets in the playoffs? Oh, no, I'm going with Nets. <laughs> I'm going with Nets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie mm-hmm. fully healthy and, you know, tweaking their team. And it's not even like, I mean, yeah, the games are close with Boston. And that, they did draw a bad seed in playing against Boston who got super hot, right? Yeah. They they were basically the opposite of the Bulls this season, right? Right. They got super hot at the end and but like before all of this, everyone was saying, Oh, Lakers Nets in the finals. Yep. Yep. Right. Where everyone with the Bulls are like six seed at best. Yeah, I think I think Z was uh Z was calling him maybe a four. I was calling him a four. Hoping. Yeah, I was calling calling him a four, but just because of the the tons of injuries and the whole Kyrie situation, I didn't expect yeah. the Nets to to climb up. I knew they had a late surge push into it in, uh, that they would have, but I was like, okay, the Bulls are going to be a four, and then they started playing well and they became a one, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. well, this is exceeding, exceeding expectations. This is great, but I'm like, there's no way they're going to stay one with the defending champs in the same division in the same right. conference. It's not going to happen. And, uh, and like you said, Boston got hot at the right time. Yeah. And that made a huge difference. And so did Miami. And Miami got a little yep. burner itself. And they, they climbed up the charts, uh, uh, the <clears throat> the standings. Uh, and that's what ended up happening. They just went on a backslide and it showed that these bulls can't hang with the big boys. Agreed. Agreed. And it's not even like, I mean, we have we have the big three. Yeah. And we have great people in those positions. I like I think people underrate how much uh not having Lonzo Ball. Yep. And it's oh. not even so much just that how good Lonzo Ball is. It's the fact that now you have your second string your second string point guard as the main, right? And then that means our backup point guard is who? Io and Kobe. Right. Mm-hmm. Io is a rookie and Kobe who's not really a point guard. Nope. And like you you saw it in today's today's game, like that uh Kobe not being able to handle the ball handle the ball handle pressure. Nope. Right. The ball pressure and which is fine. I mean like you run him as a two guard coming off screens and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. But what we're asking him to do, it looks like that's not you know, that's not playing to his strength. 
Well, and then with Kobe especially, is like I, I feel like when he came into the league, I, I wasn't really impressed with him that much. I mean, even watching him in the, in the tournament at uh, North Carolina. Um, but but when he did, you know, I feel like his, his skill set is similar to Zach. He's not quite at yes. where Zach could be um, because I, I feel like Zach has also disappeared during these playoffs. I mean, you see him stand in the corner, wait for someone to pass him the ball. And I think what's happening is that, you know, the whole team, because they got, and I've talked about this before, because they were so hot so early, they peaked too soon. Everyone mm-hmm. caught up. Uh, to them and I mean again you're playing the defending champs who you know even without Middleton you see Bobby Porter's go out there and, yep. and catch fire you see Grayson Allen's bitch ass catch fire <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean and, and, and that's the thing is that they're getting a lot of scoring where I don't think necessarily what the, the Bulls were expecting them to and then I'm not I, I'm to be honest with you like I, I'll say Pat Williams coming back at the end of the season, he didn't have enough time. And I've been preaching for a couple of years. Yeah. I feel like the development of Patrick Williams is is the biggest factor on this team right now because you know what Zach Levine is, even looking for a max contract right now. But you really don't know what Pat Williams is. He kind of came out of nowhere, drafted number four overall in a spot where no one expected him to get drafted. I mean, he was a sixth man of the year playing for FSU. And then the Bulls drafted him fourth overall. And where everyone yeah. was like, Who, where did this guy come from? Yep. Yeah. What I will say is that towards the end of the season you saw some of his skills the way he can finish around the basket mm-hmm. but he's just not he he really needed this year of development to get stronger to get his basketball legs underneath him and then aside from that the fact that Lonzo has been out for so long now um, and yeah. the fact that that Zach's had the knee injury um, you know he's not playing up to 100 percent they're they're getting to the, they're getting to the point where they're like uh, uh, suffering from Michael Jordan syndrome where they just stand <laughs> around and watch and see what's going on with DeRozan and they're just waiting for him to do everything and Zach is guilty of that too like I said you find him half the time in a corner spectating and not getting into play and the other thing yeah. that drives me nuts about this team is you never see them crash the offensive boards I they're yeah. running down the court when the ball is still in the air you got to crash that and try to get a tip in something I know I I would expect Vucevic to be running down because he's not as fast as the other guys. But, I mean, you know, even Tristan Thompson, he gives up really easily. Uh, I don't see Pat Williams trying to get up there and get the boards. And, I mean, no. you, you, see, you see Caruso trying to get boards more than anyone else on the Bulls. They didn't have an offensive rebound until six minutes into the third quarter. Oh, my goodness. And it was by either Javante Green or Derrick Jones Jr. One of those two Jeez. was the first offensive rebound. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's pathetic. And then you also don't have uh, not not many assists because you know what it is they they just hand off off the ball off yeah. and they just hand off yeah. the ball off and then here's the top the screen at the top the screen at the top screen at, oh I have to shoot the ball because I got two seconds left yeah and yeah. then it's a brick it's a four shot it's not into the it's yeah. not in the flow in the offense and so I wanted to ask you Alex what who do you who's the who's at fault for this stagnant office is it the players being bullheaded. Don't mind the pun, or is it is it uh, uh, Billy Donovan not adapting to the opponent? I think it really just goes back to not having our point guard, because I remember watching games with Lonzo where he's not only keeping the offensive team, the offensive players accountable, but I remember on defense too, he's mm-hmm. yelling at <laughs> everyone not doing the correct coverages, right? So he's the quarterback of both yes. the offense and the defense, and then you take that away. Then everyone just is like, well, what do I do? Let's just watch. Let's just watch each other try and score in ISO. And I mean, you can design plays. You can set up a system and an offense. You know, Billy Donovan can do all of that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's the players on the court. And, you know, again, I don't 
I don't blame them because it's not like Damar is naturally a point guard. It's not like Levine's naturally a point guard. Even Caruso, yeah, he's a point guard, but he really is more of a six-man combo guard. Yeah. Right? And then you look at Ayo and Kobe. So then that really leaves the only ball-handling organizer, facilitator of our offense is only Lonzo. And we haven't had him for months. No, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, I, I have to give it up to the uh, the front office for the way that they put this team together. I mean, considering the fact that the Bulls hadn't been in the playoffs in, what, five, six years now? Yes. And, you know, I mean, they didn't have a playoff win in since, what, 2012 or something like that, because last time they played, they, they just got mollywhopped. But, I mean, like, considering the fact that they brought in, you know, even recognizing a guy like Io coming out of college and coming, yeah. being able to snag him in the second round. And and the way that they, they reconstructed the starting lineup, it was really impressive to get a guy like Lonzo Ball and, mm-hmm. and and I still remember when everyone's like De- Demar Derozan, that's the worst signing, and <laughs> Lonzo Ball was the best signing. Uh, uh, Demar right. Derozan was the worst signing. But you know, you see how critical both of those players have right. been to this team in this season. And uh, you're right. I mean, I think you know the fact that they don't have Lonzo Ball, that you have to push Caruso further up and have him start. You have to sit there, and now I O again. Io's he's a rookie. He has not played this many games in a season in his life. Right. You know, and even at this at this point in his career, Kobe White, what three four years in, he is what he is. I don't see him changing. It's not like Jimmy Butler where we saw him improve every single year. I haven't really right. seen improvement of Kobe White, and, I, and sometimes I feel like he's just scared out there. Yeah, and you know, one of the difference. I was watching the Minnesota game last night. Amazing, great uh-huh. game, but. Anthony Edwards was calling for the ball, demanding it, and he was pretty much ball handling at the end of the yep. game, right? And pretty much being the point guard, not not a D'Angelo. And I feel like it, it's that little piece is what's missing from the Bulls. Like that person that's just like that can bring up the ball and says, "Give me the ball." I mean, DeRozan can do that, but, but like you don't want him to do that. Yeah, you don't want it exactly. You yeah. don't want him to do that. Yeah, and I, I and, agree with you that there is no alpha in the room right now. Right. And, and that's the biggest part of it that, you know, you'll see DeRozan come up with the ball and he'll pass it to Vooch and Vooch passes it back to DeMar and everyone's just standing like, hey, DeMar, what you gonna do? Yeah. And then the same thing with Zach. It's, it's always like, they take turns and it's like, guys, if you cut to the basket as soon as you pass the ball, you're taking the defender down with you. Yep. And if you stay there, all you're doing is trapping your your ball handler, which is usually Demar or yeah. Zach, and Zach is not a good ball handler. And Demar will take a shot with three people on him because no one else is open because they're just standing there at the three point line. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing too is that when I when I compare Kobe White to Zach Levine, I mean, th- these two guys love to turn the ball over, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, that, that's another reason why they're similar. And and you, if you're gonna sit there and give uh, uh, Zach a max contract, you can't have a a, a a you know a shittier version of him coming off the bench, right? Hey. Like, what's the point of that? You know what I mean? Like, you, you, I I don't I just I don't know what to do with Kobe White at this point. Well, you're not. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, a, that's my next question to Alex. Is like, what do we do with this bench? Because the bench has been non-existent in the playoffs. Yeah, but they've and been I, I think... pushed up. They've they've uh, they've all had to be pushed up. And and again, yeah. remember, Pat Williams has just coming back. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I mean, Pat Williams is a, is a starter. I'm I'm not right. looking at that. So I'm looking at okay, Io obviously is going to be back. You're looking at yeah. Derek Jones, Kobe White, Javante Green, Tristan Thompson won't be back, and Troy Brown. Those are your players. Who's coming back? The only ones coming back is Caruso and Io. That's that's what I'm 
That's and, what and, I think AK is going to do because everyone else has an expiring contract yeah. mm-hmm. or Kobe has one year left, which is tradable. Right. And so like your bench pieces from seven to like 10, I think that's where uh, AK, uh, Acme, right? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Acronym. Acme is going to uh, focus on like, I doubt they're going to make like, they're going to change the core because when all the pieces are there, the core like we run smooth. Right. And then if we're missing something, it's our bench becomes lacking. So you retool the seven, the bench players from seven through 10 so that you have better bench players there. Like if you were to compare our benches to other benches, oh. that seven through 10 position, like we're not. No, we, we're, we're definitely lacking. And yeah. the biggest comparison would be another Bulls team. You look at the early two, uh, early 2010, 2012 mm-hmm. Bulls, the bench, mob. the bench mob. That's what they were yeah. known for because they would come in and they would extend leads. They wouldn't yes. give up. They wouldn't give up points. You had Taj Gibson playing out of his mind. Way above what we thought we were going to get with him. You had uh, CJ Watson, right? Mm, uh, yeah. you, you had all these type of players that they were garbage players, but they what they they played hard for Tibbs. But it's not even about garbage. I mean, like you want to talk about garbage? You want, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna tell you about two players on this oh. team that need to be dropped off on fucking you know they they need to like not get back on Madison and Pulaski. Leave them somewhere, and and that's <laughs> that's that's uh, Tony Bradley because this guy looks like he he forgets how to run. I mean, he, oh my God. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, he has no control over his body. And then you see him go for a board. And how does, I mean, like, it, it feels like he got, like, uh, uh, he got butterfingers because he gets near the ball and that shit just goes out of bounds. And the other one, and I've been talking about him all year, and I have no idea how he's in the NBA in the first place, is Matt fucking Thomas. How did this guy survive this long on this team when they were getting rid of players left and right, uh, when they were trying to make room for a guy like Tristan Thompson, when they're trying to figure out, like, well, how they're going to fill out this bench, when they brought up uh, Simonovich, like, you're sitting here with fucking Matt Thomas still on this team for some unknown reason. I don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, we need that shooter. That was our solution to that shooter. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See how that worked out for you, Matt fucking Thomas. <laughs> Matt Thomas. Golly. But so what I was saying earlier about Pat Williams just now coming back, I'm not talking I'm not talking about him being a bench player. I'm talking about the fact that he's people had to fill in for him as a starter Correct. for the whole season. So Correct. again. With Lonzo all with Pat Williams out most of the season, very early on, you saw when they had all their starters intact and the whole starting lineup intact that they mm-hmm. were able to get out ahead and, and do what they did. And then halfway yeah. through the season, they had to keep filling in. So now you got Javante Green starting, and it's like, oh my god, the baby here he comes. You know what I mean? And that was the that baby. was, I mean, that was cool, you know. And Io again, Io coming off the bench is extremely yeah. impressive. But I mean, then you had to you were without uh, AC for a while because he had right. COVID because he got hurt with the wrist injury. And you just, you know, it's been a very, uh, you know, uh, um, a patchwork uh, offense and a patchwork uh, uh, starting lineup yeah. from, for a good portion of the season. And they just really, again, I, I mean, I don't think this should surprise anybody because of the right. way that we saw what they did at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. And they did not do well against teams with winning records at all during the no. season yeah. whatsoever. So, no. I mean, this shouldn't shock, shock anybody. I mean, their first this, this is the first win against a top uh, top. Top team. Uh, top yeah. team in yeah. all year. Season, yeah. yeah. All year. I was trying to tell people, like, in this string of when we were losing, I'm like, you guys realize we're starting a fourth string power forward mm-hmm. and a third string point guard. Well. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was crazy, and the, and you know, and the shame of it is, is that like this season with Demar Derozan, like really, 
I mean, he had some very good years in Toronto, but I feel like coming to a team like the Chicago Bulls, like the LA Lakers, like the Knicks, the, even the Heat for that matter, I mean, you're coming to one of the uh, premier franchises in the NBA, and you're to me, you're going to get more recognition um, and more focus on you because of the team that you play for, and you play in the house that Jordan built. And when he was able to do what he did early in the season and continue uh-huh. that throughout the year, mm-hmm. he's running out of gas too, right? Because this is, you're talking about a guy that's 33, 34 years old, and and my fear is that this is going to be that one breakout kind of year, you know, post being on the Spurs and kind of being flushed into an anonymity for a little bit. I feel like now you come to a premier team and all your effort and all your hard work and all your amazing play to season is going to be completely wasted. And I don't I I'm very skeptical that he's going to be able to keep this up when he's one year older. Mm. Here, let me ask you guys this this comparison. I, I was looking at this Bulls teams and the type of players that it reminds me of. To me, this Bulls team, the way they're constructed, they kind of remind me of a 08, the 08 Celtics, with an exception, right? So you got Damar as like the Paul Pierce. Okay. You got Zach Levine. He plays like Ray Allen. He plays more like Ray Allen than any other shooting guard. Okay. And then Lonzo is like pretty much like around the defensive high IQ passing point guard. Okay. Right. The thing that the Celtics had though was a KG. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who was the animal, right? Yeah. Still in the prime. Which is what's completely missing on this current Bulls team. <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't have one of those. Yeah. No. We, need, we need a monster to, to, to hit the boards and we don't have that. Well, you need, you need a monster. And, and that's the thing is like, I really feel like, especially watching the way that, uh, um, the way that Williams played when he came back from injury that he played what like one or two games at the very end of the season but watching him finish around the basket now again he's actually smaller than I thought he was because he's only what six seven I thought he was closer to seven feet but I mean he he still has a lot of potential and I think he can be a very good finisher around the basket and his shot is not terrible either I mean like he he seems like the time that he had off where he wasn't playing games um, you know, he he developed uh, his game a little bit further, but again, there's nothing like actual in-game action versus you know just playing right. practice. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I mean, if we had him for the whole season, it you know, and his game developing, that's what kind of stinks is that you know they don't get a chance to really evaluate him. So like, yeah, we have we have to run it back with the full team to really be able to see. Um, but I will say that's kind of the hopeful part about how they constructed the team is like with all the contracts and all the players, it's very easy for Acme to be able to like pull the rug out of it and then rebuild in another quick fashion. Yes. And get assets. Like if this doesn't work, they're set up where they can reset real easily and like not in a way where horrible. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not stuck with it, like huge contracts or anything no. like that, yeah. but again, he, now, now, when it comes down to we talk about rebuilding it and figuring out how you're going to finish rounding out this team because again you know you got a you got a guy who was impressive uh, in his in his amateur career like uh, Samanovic we're still waiting to see what you know what kind of role he'll play once we kind of push out uh, guys like bum ass Tony Bradley get him out of here yeah. now I mean don't, like I said don't even let him if, if when they go back up to Milwaukee for for the last game just leave his ass there don't let him back don't out the bus back, bro <laughs> go, go so play, let me tell you I go, uh, go I was running uh, running sad for the Windows City Bulls for a couple of games a G League team okay. over at Hoffman so I got to see Simonovic up close near the end of the season and he definitely got stronger but I mean I, there's just there is a big difference from like seeing him play in G League mm-hmm. and then where he needs to be yet to be able to right. get quality minutes on the bench 
Yeah, like, there's a there's a reason why he's not playing. <laughs> no, no, and he definitely has some development. But I mean, like he is, I, I feel like he is another guy that could be a, a key to what they want to do with this team. You know, I, I think you're absolutely right when you talk about a guy uh, like Lonzo Ball, and, I, and I've called him the quarterback of the team all season. And you know, the way that his the way that he sees the court. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike Mike Logic has been all over Lonzo Ball, you know, because he loves balls. But he's been all <laughs> over the whole Ball family for years and years. And he's like, oh man, I wish I wish I could get that ball in my hands and he just kept talking about Whoa. it and guess what now they finally got him and and unfortunately you know i really didn't think much of lonzo ball when he first came into the league his shot was mm-hmm. so ugly i i just i couldn't imagine where he could fit and i think he's found his niche because he's not like his brother he's not like Melo at all you know what right. i mean like he is a much different player i think it'd be cool to one day see the two of them play together because their games are so different mm-hmm. but for now i i just i'm you're not wrong it is a shame to know that you have that person on your on your team and is injured and has that talent and has what you need to get this team going where they wanted to go and just unfortunately it just didn't work out so let me ask you guys this so you know we kind of see that where they're going to retool are those bench pieces right so what type of players do you see from uh the you know the bench players from seven down to ten what do you think they're going to add? What type of or what type of player do you think we need in those ranges? I mean, uh, what I have seen is that the AK has done a great job with their uh, their scouting and being able to grab these players that are not as known and put them on a roster. Like, I mean, next year you've got uh, free agents such as John Wall, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Kylie, uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, Zach Levine, obviously Ricky Rubio. I think Ricky Rubio would be a great mm. fit for a backup point guard. That'd be dope. And then because the yeah. rest of the guys can fall into the slots of being shooting guards, right? Uh, I mean, I don't want Andre Iguodala. He's older than. But I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what the guy that I. I mean, I just I don't see it happening. But the guy that I would literally put all the. I mean, shit. You can mortgage the United Center if you want to. <laughs> is, is DeAndre Ayton man because they need yeah. a big guy, and you know what. They need a big guy, and they also need a guy that's the asshole of the team, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you have you have AC who's annoying, but you got to be the guy that riles people up. And there is not one player on this team that just pisses people off, right? Even at least from Milwaukee, you got Grayson Allen because, again, he's a bitch. And you yeah. have Bobby Porters who has and developed Porters, yeah. his game so much better. He can shoot. He He's aggressive. He gets under your craw. And, you know, as long as he's not wearing those goggles, his eyeball would just fucking stare a hole through your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, you know what I mean? Like, I would love... Of Bobby Portis back on his team because yeah. why did they have to get rid of him in the first place? Because he's over here fighting yeah. with people. And they're like, all right, man, I guess it's time to go. And um, but yeah, I mean, like, absolutely. I think to me, that's the guy that you would have to find a way to go all in on. But I, I just don't see it happening. But that you know, even even uh, Nurkic from Portland. I mean, like, he's a big guy and and he's he's what twenty seven years old. I mean, if you go in on a guy like that, I mean, you have him and Vucci Main together. I mean, you know, that wouldn't be a bad pairing. Did you guys see who they were trying to trade for in the trades uh, at a trade deadline? No, who? Yeah, maybe it was uh, it was gonna be uh, Mitchell Robinson from New York. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's a free agent, and they were just thinking, well, maybe New York will just get since they're not gonna resign him to a big contract. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did see a little bit of that, and they were also trying to get that one kid from uh, um, uh, from the Spurs too. Yeah. 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 Speaking of New York, uh, New York is going to release Derek Rose at the end of the season. Yep. What? Yes, they are. Yeah, they already they, announced that. They, really? They're parting ways at the end of the season. 
for him to be able to go to, to a team that he wants to go to to contend. So, so <laughs> bring him home. What, what do you think? You bring him home. Here, here's here's my thing: is that I've said for years that Bulls fans don't don't deserve Derrick Rose because he. Right. He his biggest fault was that he just wasn't good at public speaking, right? He didn't really how to know he didn't know how to express what he wanted to express in the right way. Doesn't he have because, the IQ? 100%. I mean, I, I, you look, I, I think Derrick Rose like basketball IQ is high. I think his IQ IQ is probably not that bright. I mean, probably very much so like Devin Hester, right? If you ever oh, listen yeah. to Devin Hester talk, you're like, "Oh my god." And I got that I, I got like, stories for both of them, but yeah. There's no way that you know how, know how to read, right? <laughs> Devin Hester like they have to put his number on his shit because he doesn't know that that's his last name. Right? So that's <laughs> I mean, <laughs> But I mean, Derek I think Derrick Rose is 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 smarter than that. I just don't think he's as well spoken to be articulate enough to say what he wanted to say when he was thinking about why right. how long it was going to take him to come back from injury and fans just berated him for it. Oh, right. you're not I was like, hold the fucking phone, man. I mean, like, th- this is the only man that really knows how he feels, how how his knee feels. I mean, he, you know, yeah. it, it, the trajectory that he was going to go on at that point. I mean, he's going to probably more than likely be the only MVP in league history to not make the, the, uh, the Hall of Fame. fame yeah. You know, the youngest MVP ever. I mean, right. let, let's say he does join a winning team and does win a, a title. Does that qualify him to win, go to the Hall of Fame? I mean, not if he's a key player. He's not, he's not a key player. You know right. I mean? If he's not a starter, you know. I mean, and, uh, imagine uh, D Rose filling in Kobe White's minutes. Oh, that's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll pay for the flight ticket right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like you know, you. I, I would take Derrick Rose over Kobe White right now, even he, even in his 30s. Yeah, and that's who the they were they were trying to sign him over the the summer. And I remember Caruso was talking about it. He was like, "Oh, I thought it was going to be me or Rose," and he was like, "But somehow the front office worked it where it was going to be both of us." Mm. But New York offered him just a gigantic amount of money. Mm. And that's how we didn't land Rose. So like we were it was going to be uh Derek Rose, Caruso, Lonzo and DeRozan as our free agent side. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. And so and now maybe diff- it is possible. It would be a different different story we'd be talking about right now. Yeah. All right. So another player that was previously on the Bulls roster and it was actually a fan favorite was Thad Young. Yes. Um, Mm. You know he'll be. uh, You know he'll be. uh, be eighty. Right here. So he's also be eighty years old. Thirty (laughs) four. He'll be thirty (laughs) four. He's no longer Thad Young. He's Thad old now. But I mean, again, this is a guy that I think uh, you know the reason why he worked so well on a team like the Pacers because at the time they had. Again, a couple of assholes, the guys that get under your craw, the guys that sit there and just yeah. annoy the hell out of you. And I, I would definitely welcome him. And and one player that I was kind of disappointed that they didn't find a way to bring back was uh, Daniel Tice. I, yes. mean, I feel like he was another oh, yeah. guy. He was that guy that you're yeah. talking about, that yeah. nasty dude and, that and, you need on and, the and team. And guess where he is now? With the Celtics. He went back With to the Boston. Celtics. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, Playing crucial minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And and you and saw doing doing exactly what we need. And we did, and, and what we saw at the end of the season when they brought him in. I mean, and 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 you got what you had Mo Wagner for like you know a, a cup of coffee. Not even that. I mean, I think yeah. he walked past a coffee shop. He didn't even get a whole cup of coffee. Um, and then you know Vucci man at the end, and and you know. I think that uh, Vooch is actually doing what he did in Orlando. He's, you know, I think people are like, well, why doesn't he do this or why doesn't he do that? That's not who he is. He's doing exactly he's, he's what he, his did game. he played in Orlando. Yeah. He's getting know? his 20 points and 10 rebounds and right. four yeah. assists. Right. That is his game. And he's got yeah. that little, you know, he, he's he's streaky with the shooting, but he, he was consistent enough in game two when they got the win or actually yeah. in game three in the very and beginning. Yeah, he started off pretty yeah. hot. Yeah, when they when they did the little back pass a couple times. And then and what happened is that Damar and Zach started 
started relying on that because if you remember there was that one yeah. back pass where like he wasn't even there and they're no. like oh fuck because they just I feel like I feel like Zach gives up trying to get to the basket too oh yeah he sits around the three point yeah. in the corner and it's like well I guess I'm just gonna take this mid-rate jumper no dude drive to, we got you to drive to the basket be aggressive if you if your shit gets packed so what you get a foul yeah yeah at least yeah. Right, I, I will say that was a good adjustment milwaukee made was you yes. know once they realized oh vooch is actually the hub of the offense mm-hmm. they just started attacking the the passing lanes to vooch and well, right and then because we don't have any shooters yeah <laughs> game <No. laughs> game set match that's the end of the story so if, yeah. unless they have a different plan against the milwaukee bucks Expect the same result on yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. So, so here's a couple of things about Zach Levine that I that I wanted to ask you about, Lex. And one of it is something that Z and I have actually disagreed about, and that is, you know, with Zach's history of knee injury, do you think that he should have played and and participated in the All Star break? Yes. I mean, from my understanding, from how they worded it and the reports I read, it was there's nothing you're gonna do that's make gonna make it worse. Yeah. And there's also nothing that you can do to make it better. Uh-huh. So it's like you just you have to live with how it is until we can address it in the off season. So to me, that just says like if there's no way to improve it, you might as well just you play. Well. But unless like the way that you're playing hurts your team, then it's yeah. like which it did you know, towards the end of the season. Which it did. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. He could have took those extra days off, and and but, we could have but, but, but again, but again, like Lex said, I mean, if it's not going to benefit you, or if it's not going to get any worse, mm-hmm. you know, just as it is, just by playing and not like having some other c- catastrophic injury. Yeah. I mean, this this is the way that I looked at it. And this is the way that, that I've been explaining it and and my logic behind it, why he should have played. You know, this is a guy that has been fighting for what seven years now, eight years in the NBA to be an All Star, to be a, a a name, and now you're starting to see him get some recognition with yeah. a couple of commercials right you see him with the mountain dew commercial and and with uh charlie day from uh, uh always sunny in philadelphia you know mm-hmm. you know and he had he had another commercial too i forget what it was for but i mean you're seeing a guy who just is con- try- trying to come into his own as a superstar in the nba i think his talent level is there but i just don't think he's aggressive enough to be at a superstar level um you know we saw him just sign that that new uh, uh contract with new balance you know to get a shoe deal so i mean like he is doing whatever he can to put himself in the spotlight to become a star in the nba um you know i feel like he could be he he could be i don't think he's quite as good but i think he could be on the level of like someone like uh like dame you know what i mean like where you seem to see him the his stars start to rise a bit i just don't i feel like zach levine is just not exactly where he would like to be in his career as far as his celebrity status if you want to put it that way and yes. him him taking the the opportunity because again you know demar has been in a, in a few all-star games zach yeah. this was just his second all-star game right right so that was my thing is that all right he's got to go out there he's got to show out he's won dunk contest he wants to yeah. be the one player in history to win the gun dunk contest and the three point contest yeah. so i mean that that was my my reasoning for for why i think he should have played and why it, he was in the right to play but i mean you know yeah it, you i know. agree with you and like i think even too like you know as the end of the season happened and we saw that okay obviously zach and the knee is preventing him from being as aggressive all the time like they could have come up with a couple different plays to just run him off screens or you know kind of use a more like clay like a clay yeah off yeah. the ball type of things exactly. and i don't know if they i don't think they've adjusted to that and i mean it is hard to just randomly switch your offense in the middle of a season right, right. so i don't blame them either um, and to like you know change your role like that that fast, uh, especially when your roster is just constantly in flux. 
So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's just kind of like, I think the for the Bulls this season, they did the best that they could. I couldn't expect anything more for what they have and the situations that happened. I think they did a great job. Um, and I'm excited for next season. Not that the season's over, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of is. All right, Lex. So, you know, we're talking a little bit about uh, what's going on with Zach Levine, the knee and all that stuff. So here's, yeah. here's the million or several million dollar question. Is he worth a max contract? Yes. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, I mean, you know, before it, he was showing it. Um, and it's just, there's not going to be, there's no other max player that's going to be available like that. Like you got to have them. But I also feel like at the end of the day, at this point in time, it's, it's easy to move contracts around than it's ever been before. So it's not even like that big of a deal. And then at that, it's not even a super max. So Bulls can do it. They're fine. <laughs> but they, they, they also need someone. Else. I mean, like, yeah, you have Lonzo, but you need another. Sc- I mean, that, that's the biggest problem is that their outside scoring is just not that good. And and, and they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're not that good outside. They're not that good inside. You know, I mean, they're, like I said, I think they, they found lightning in the ball at the beginning of the season. Again, yeah. they peaked way too soon, and now look where they are here. They found themselves playing the defending champs, and aside from one game, just totally getting their you know their asses kicked. So, I mean, you know, now we're looking at you know being down three one. Is there any possible way that they could win? Not, I'm not saying to win the series. Is there any possible way they're going to win another game? You got to go into into Milwaukee and win a game again. Hey man, it's highly improbable. Yeah. And I'm just saying this from a betting standpoint because they've been kicking my <laughs> ass for fucking week, man. Bulls taking your money even when you don't go to the game. Yeah. So what yeah, do you think, I mean, Alex? the Bucks made two adjustments. They they attacked Vooch, and then on offense, they said, "All right, we're going to let the role player score," and they're winning now, <laughs> pretty handedly. I don't know. I don't know how Bulls can counter that. <laughs> But I mean, and that's the thing too is that you know you talked a lot about you know what's going on with the, with the bench play on this team, and because a lot of them have had to be pushed into more minutes yeah. because they've had to you know uh, play starters minutes on, on some of these games. You know, um, I, we're not seeing IO play that much, which is a little bit surprising to me. But I mean, like you look at the bench play for the uh, for the Bucks. I mean, Grayson Allen going out there and just hitting a bunch of threes, and I don't mm-hmm. know if he's just motivated from from his you know disputes. <laughs> His disputes uh, that he's had with the Bulls over the last couple of meetings in the regular season. But then, you know, they don't have Chris Middleton right now, who was a very key uh, part of them winning a championship last year. And so you got Grayson Allen, you got Bobby Portis out there just shooting yeah. lights out. You know what I mean? So those two guys in particular have an extra chip on their shoulder because they have some type of beef with the Chicago Bulls. And like I said, you know, with, with the stigma that the, the being on the Bulls has playing uh, uh, against the Bulls, you know, there's such a... Uh, um, aura around the Bulls, the logo, you know, it's still, you know, the Jordan shadow, uh, you know, does definitely loom large over over the team. Yeah. So when teams come here, especially in the playoffs, I mean, I think they have extra motivation to go ahead and give an extra push. You know what, Bulls, I, here, Bulls can get one more because I don't believe Grayson's going to drop 27 again. Drew and Giannis, they did what they do. And DeRozan or Zach can go off for 50 at any night. So because you have DeRozan and Zach who go, who go off for 50 at any night, you always have a possibility to get at least one. But to do that consistently, no way. All right. So n- let me be the Debbie down here because I've been, I've been betting on Zach and DeMar for the past, I don't know, two months. 
to get, you know, 20, 25. You know, I ladder it. 20, it's not working 20. for you on FanDuel. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Good thing I don't have kids because their college fund would be zero at this point. <laughs> They've been taking, you know, who's actually been making me money is Bobby Portis. I've been putting them down for a double double. Oh, Him and his God. big old eyes have been cashing in for me. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I literally had a, a parlay as well for Grayson Allen, uh, Zach yes. Levine. Um, who else did I have? Uh, Vooch and uh, Drew Holiday all have two, two three-pointers made. Yeah, I got like three out of four. Oh, and it, it's, it, right. I've, I've, I've had a parlays of, you know, 10, 12, 15 legs, and I've been losing by one leg all the time, and it's just so frustrating. But, like, I don't think right now that I think – I really think that uh, uh, the Bulls – Big guys, your DeRozan and your and Levine, I think they're just tired. I think they're just so yeah. tired right now. DeRozan is like literally on the court with his like shoulders slumped down when when you know they're bringing up the ball. Yeah. He's not asking for the ball when like he used to. He's not being the alpha that we need. He's not being the Batman that that we had. You know, scoring 30, 40, 50 points a, a game for those that that stretch. We knew that was sustainable. Yeah. And it, it's showing now that, you know, that the wear and tear he's, is showing up now. He's showing that he's a 33-year-old player. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's when you, it is. Like you said, when you don't have a bench to alleviate those minutes. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm going to put it this way. I teach for a living, right? And I can yeah. I can throw it back for one period. I ain't I, I I can't I can't play ball with these kids for six periods straight. Mr. Z gonna be dead on the floor in six period. He better call for CPR. I can do it first and second period, and that's it. That's my limit. You got the the school nurse's number on speed dial. I got the I got the, uh, the ambulance right down the street. I got their numbers already. You got the you got the life alert. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm falling. I can't get up. Snap it. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's man! True. All right, Lex. Uh, give me a quick prediction of who you think is going to win the championship. Let's jump all the way ahead. Who's going to win it this year, man? Milwaukee Bucks repeats. Woo! Giannis shows that he is the greatest player right now. Yeah. Who, who does he face? In the West. Yeah. Who's the West? Who's the West opponent? Oh, crap. Aha. Uh-huh. I mean, I want to say Suns, but that Devin Booker thing yep. is really that's that's the one. The thing Devin Booker. Who do they play in the second round? Uh, yeah, that well, hasn't been determined yet because everybody's still like three. I mean, like who could they play in the second round? I think Hold on, let me pull up the I think the Suns would play the um uh they would play Golden State. Oh, Dallas or you? Oh no, Dallas or Utah? They're oh, beating... is it Dallas Utah? That's another similar uh, matchup. Golden State, <laughs> Golden State, and Gianna. Yeah, Golden State and Bucks. And, and you still think? Oh wow! Okay. I'm thinking Bucks because Steph is back now. No, Steph, Steph is, is back. back. Steph is back because I'm I'm a big believer that the teams that win the championships are the ones that can get the easy buckets, and Bucks will always be able to get the easier buckets than any of these other teams. I mean, yeah. right now, right now, Golden State has murderers row with those three guys that can all shoot from deep, bro. I mean, they got their whole team back right now. Yeah. You know, what I mean, that makes a big difference, and all the, all the, the their core, their and, core with Clay Pool has developed. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. has he developed? Oh, oh my, my god. god, you know, it's 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 crazy. Look, I mean, it, it's good to see. Like, I I I really like Steph. I mean, to me, he's the best shooter in NBA history. Like, that's just point blank number one. Like, that's what I got. And just seeing like the effort, you know, the effortless shooting, and and I think he had to really work hard to get back to that 
point mm-hmm. this year and he's done so so you know what i mean like i i kind of like that golden state pick but i mean like my my initial thought would be phoenix but i mean again that booker injury i mean it's huge that? it's a hamstring injury i think yep so yep. i mean that right there that is, can tie up at any point yeah so. as, as old guys know so with a healthy booker i'm taking the suns yes but, but you know i i think yeah. you're i kind of i kind of like that that uh that pick of golden state so but you got the bucks running the back huh i got the bucks running the back because you know why because Middleton is out. By the time he comes back, he would have reused all of his cycle of G League type player so that mm. he'll have a string of Michael Jordan type play. You know, because <laughs> he, he has that cycle of like before Middleton got hurt, he was like this game. He probably was going to go off for like 50 because he played bad in the first two games. Right. <laughs> and so like he, his cycle is just proven that that's just who he is, how he is. Two bad games, gets motivated, plays a little better and then yeah. play off Michael Jordan. And gotcha. then it recycles. Gotcha. Yeah, there you so, go. I have faith in that. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> all right, Lex. Uh, you know we we appreciate you coming on with all your NBA knowledge. I mean, you you know, like I said, we we rely on on some of you guys sometimes. Uh, you know, we watch it. We watch the Bulls. But we don't watch the whole NBA. So we love having guys on that have uh, you know a whole perspective of, of one sport because we try to to spray to all fields here. Uh, so show. we really appreciate you coming on the show. It's great to uh, talk to you again. And uh, you know, uh, tell us uh, t- tell us uh, where we can follow you on your social media and what any projects you might have coming up yeah you can follow me personally on kuya cruise all of that it's k-u-y-a-c-r-u-z kuya filipino for older brother gotcha. um just let you know let the young kids know what type of music i make <laughs> there you go. i ain't trying to be young <laughs> and um and then our production team i feel nocturnal and our studio jungle ae all of those spelled out normally as is awesome awesome again thanks so much for being here we appreciate you and uh we'll talk to you again soon man uh, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Alex. Right, bye. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Lex Cruz, and that has been The Bottom Line. And that's The Bottom Line. All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. Oh, man. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right, brother. I went to a uh, restaurant this weekend, and I had a combination of Mexican and Puerto Rican food. Okay. So I want to know, would you try this? It is a fried plantain. Uh-huh. 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 It's got birria meat in it. It's got uh-huh. lettuce, tomato. I didn't put cheese on it because okay. I wanted to try it without the cheese first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously you can put as much hot sauce if you want on it too. That's, that's 
Uh, I didn't. I didn't put hot sauce on it. Yeah. Just to, I wanted to taste it naturally. That's that's how I am about most food. Like I, that's why I'm like people. If I give you a plate of food, take a taste before you start putting shit all over it. Of course, because I seasoned it. Yeah, for a reason. Yeah. And then your plantain has uh, uh, garlic on it. Yes. All right. Is that a yay? A birria hibarito? Is that something you would go for? So, as someone who also happens to be a half breed, <laughs> I feel like it's my obligation to, uh, you know, give other half breeds a chance. I oh, okay. This is a half and a half combination. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll take. I, I'll definitely check that out. That's something I would check out. I, I'm not big on hibaritos because I'm not the plantain. Sometimes is if they cook it too crispy. Yes. You know what I mean. So yes. Like, and I don't want it. I don't want it mushy in the inside. No, it has but to I be want it perfect. Cooked. I yes. want it cr- like like. It has to be per- once it's perfect. You get a perfect one. You don't. Do you want the else? Yes. Yeah. You and you don't even want it. Like you, you won't do anything else for the rest of the day because you don't. You're like, yeah, this is what I did today. Yeah. I, I, I accomplished something. I hit my high point. I'm <laughs> yeah. out. I'm doing right. ten I'm out. <laughs> right. No, I, I completely agree with you. And and um and I don't like dogging people's stuff. I uh, as far as far as restaurants because I know the the owner doesn't cook the food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can understand that. But um, and in this case, where I did have try it, everything tasted good except for the plantain was overcooked. So I don't know if they, because they're, they're partnered with Ponce restaurant across the uh-huh, street. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if Ponce cooks the uh, the plantains first, fries them first, and brings okay. them over, okay. and then they just reheat like the them. Heat, like, a lot yes. of the old school places that the heat lamps right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for the so if it's either that yeah, or yeah, they, yeah. they put it back in the deep fryer, refry it again, yeah. which is even worse. No, uh, I mean, if you par cook it, if you cook it like halfway and then come back, like that, that yes, would work halfway. Yeah, yes. if you cook it halfway and then when you put it, throw it back in the fire yes. for for that minute to get that crisp on it again, then you could pull that off. But yeah. I mean, if you fry it all the way, if you fry it hard, oh and no, fry it hard again, yeah, that no, that no. plantain was 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 pretty hard. No, and no, I was you gotta fucking call a dentist. <laughs> I, and that's the thing. my dad just called me that morning too. Yeah, you fucking sit in the parking lot while you eat it. Be like, all right, I need <laughs> I'm <it."> ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do have a spot for you. Uh, we'll go during the summer, or yeah, we'll go because I don't want to bring it here because then the, the plantains will get soggy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she makes. Uh, they're like just like the plantains. Like if you're doing in just you know a, a basket of plantains, mm-hmm. and then so she puts two of them. Right, she puts the she uh, the meat is just super soft. Um, she cooks it fresh. Everything's mm-hmm. fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say this out loud, but she cooks my stuff from actually fresh plantains, not the Goya fucking frozen bag. Uh-huh. So she's like, that, she's like, yeah, like one I'm, of my kids. I'm like, sorry, does that make a difference? Huge difference, <laughs> huge difference, Mister. Uh, what is the Del Rey tortillas or <laughs> the Totonilco? Come on, people! If you get the authentic stuff, you know it's gonna taste better. Yeah, like you're fucking eating paste pa- uh, salsa. <laughs> oh God! New, it? New York City. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then the old El Paso. Uh, well, this is this is the first that uh, we have greeted in a long time, so. Well, that's I mean, like you had to talk to yourself last week, so I got to give you a win at least once. Because I, I brought up, but I brought up your food. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, and I looked up at the traditional stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's, uh, it's, it's ham. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, that's the thing is that ham is probably yeah. You talk about like a traditional Easter. It's 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 a ham. It's, yeah, and and I'm not real big on like warm ham. I'm not you like a big thick piece of ham. I'm like, oh no, no, I, no, no, no. no, I need a I need a like a sliced ham off the bone on a sandwich. Then I'm good. 
Yeah. One thing I did try uh, at, over here in my neck of the woods, uh, um, there is a place called Al and Joe's. It's very famous. It's been around for like 60, 70 years. Um, and I went in there this week and tried a, a sandwich from there. It's like an Italian sandwich, but it's like the, the long, you know, pan largo. The yeah, 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 yeah. Fresh so, bread. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, and, and uh, I got like. You're this. so Puerto Rican at pan largo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then you do it with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> You're so Division Street right there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so it's like an Italian sandwich. The, the capicola and the. Yeah. The, the capicola. I don't know what that Cabo-goo. means. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Capicola. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that and the smoked, uh, um, the gouda, or not, not the gouda, the. Uh, um, whatever, but apartment, no, not Parmesan, whatever the fuck, the, the other white cheese that they use there. Um, anyway, um, I, I can't remember the top of my head. Um, provolone, smoke provolone, provolone. Yeah, provolone. There you go. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, I, I had it, and it was funny because I come home Friday night, right, after mm-hmm. the fucking after softball practice, and I'm all hyped up, and I'm like, all right, where are we gonna go eat? And I says, you know what, we, we caught a train because where I live, the fucking train is always there waiting for you to go, <laughs> like, where are you about to go? He was like, ah, I got you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And I know you've experienced that too. And I'm, I'm sure Giganto is in there fucking pissing his pants because he hates coming to my crib because of that fucking train. He's like, I'm going back home. I'm done. <laughs> Maybe we'll zoom. That's the only way you're going to see me. Uh, so, anyway, so I, got, I go down the street. I head up to Alan Joe's, which I heard about for a long time okay. over in Franklin Park. And uh, so I pull up, and my daughter loves like deli sandwiches, right? Mm. So we, we go inside there, and you open the door, you walk inside, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? It looks like a convenience store mm. because you got the counter right there with all the fifths and the cigarettes and shit. Mm. And I'm just kind of looking around, and it it looks like an old ass bodega, right? So on the fucking uh, one side, you see they, they got like a hundred bags of chips over here. They got pop and cookies and shit. And I'm just like, uh, and the girl goes, "Did you want to order a sandwich?" Uh. And I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "You gotta come over here." So actually, like on the other side of that island is where they have their deli case, and then you have your your old school like fucking Pepsi like a uh, uh, letter board with the the menu. Yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I grabbed the sandwich from there, and uh, it was pretty good. I mean, was it the best sandwich I've ever had? No, I'm not real big. Like I feel like sometimes that that bread is too hard, mm. um, and and a little bit softer bread mm-hmm. and a little bit more meat, and I would have been like, bam. So I bring home this fucking like foot long ass sandwich, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm getting ready for that fucking Bulls game. They won when they win game two, <laughs> so much fun. Here comes game three, and I'm sitting there like fucking Cosby with the sandwich and shit. And I grab. So that's the thing about this place. You go in the back, they got beer. So you, I grabbed a fucking a four pack of Tall Boys Modelo. I bring that motherfucker. I'm sitting there ready with my sandwich, <laughs> dancing back and forth and shit. Like I got me a sandwich, and I fucking start tearing this sandwich, and I'm watching the Bulls, and all of a sudden. I got the Bulls on one TV. I got, like, the Cubs or whatever in the second TV. Cubs just ain't doing shit. So I'm trying to get excited for this game. Now, I watched game one in the background. I didn't want to get too hyped up. Mm-hmm. Game two is like, yeah, now I'm ready to go. Game three, here we go. Oh, shit, Vucci with a fucking three. Oh, shit, another one. And then fucking uh, uh, AC gets a three. And that's when the Bulls stopped scoring the whole rest of the game. They got nine points, and that was it. They're like, fuck it. That's how we needed it. So, yeah, that's how that went. But, I mean, so it was it was a lot of buildup for nothing. But, uh, yeah, shout out to them for the sandwich. It was good. Was it the best ever? No. But, I, I mean, I'll go back. Yeah, I'll go back. I mean, I'll go back to, back to Taco Tan. Oh, I said it out loud. Oh. Oh. That's okay. I saw Jess. I said hi to her. <laughs> She's like, I remember you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> so you know, I paid for my food, and I was like, all right, have a good night, Jess, and whatever. And uh, but I'm, I'll go back. They had, a, they have other stuff on the menu, and I want to try. What I would have recommended is uh, kind of do like a plantain nachos. 
So instead of yeah, like, okay. reg- instead of reg- regular chips, we use plantain chips, yeah, fresh yeah. plantain chips, and put the BDS stuff on there and put yeah. all the condiments. And now you got a nice combination it's of nachos. It's like pulled pork. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, yeah. that'll work. But, you know, I'm not going to tell her that because, you know, she got to pay for that rep- recipe. Uh, yeah, but now, now she's got to listen to get the recipe too. Yeah. You see, see how that works? <laughs> All right, man. Before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? All right. So I talked about it last week, but I wanted to talk to you about it because I'm a huge Batman fan. I finally watched the Batman on HBO. I really, really, really enjoyed it because it was much more of a detective story. Okay. Because at this point, he is in the second or third year of being Batman. Uh, All-star cast. Um, the story was great. It was a little long. Yeah, I, 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 there, there's I, yeah. points where you're, where you're like, oh, okay, the movie's gonna end. Oh no, there's another twist and another twist. I'm like, yeah, it so could have ended 30 minutes ago. At some point, your nipples start bleeding. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Caught me off guard on that one. There it is. Yeah. Um, and I really wish that I mean, everybody knows by now that they cut out a scene with him with the Batman and the Joker, uh, where Batman asked the Joker for help in Arkham. So they cut that scene out. Yeah. And I watched that scene again after I watched the movie, and I'm like, damn, they should have left that in there. Yeah, I mean, you might get a director's cut at some point where they throw it back in there just for the sake of it. Yeah, to yeah. Change the the feel of the movie. It, it just it makes the continuity of the story because you know the whole deal is that the Riddler is just on a rampage, just killing people. Yeah. And there's no reason, rhyme or reason why. So, Batman and, and and Commissioner or not Sergeant or Lieutenant Gordon, whatever he's at that point, he has to figure out. They have to figure out. So kind of they're like working in tandem. Okay. And then yeah, you yeah. also have Catwoman who comes in the picture. Yeah. Young Catwoman, and she's also kind of in the middle of it. And you have Carmine Falcone. Zoe Kravitz? Yeah. Okay. Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you have you know, Carmine Falcone, who's played by. Um, oh, what is Car- Colin Farrell was in it. I know. Colin Farrell's Penguin, yeah. who does a great job as yeah, being yeah. a penguin. Yeah. Um, uh, what is his name? Um, the Jewish guy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus was Jewish. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, who plays the Riddler, yes, yes, Carlo yes. Farrell, Jeffrey Wright, who's one of my favorite actors, yes. John Turturro, who I'm thinking yes. of. John Turturro plays Carmine Falcone, yeah, the mobster. At all, he John Turturro is so Italian. He looks Jewish. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he played a Puerto Rican in Big, Big Lebowski. I know. <laughs> so off. <laughs> You're so off. Yes, I'm so off. But either way, I thought it was a great movie. I know um, you'll have three hours to watch it. So here's the question. I mean, you're the you're the Batman nerd, right? Sure. I mean, uh, how would you rank Pattinson as a Batman when you're talking about like you know all all of these famous Batman you've had over the years? You know, whether it's Clooney, you had Ben Affleck, you had a lot of these different guys. Where would you rank them? Um, I would rank them third. I I think uh, you got Michael Keaton as number one. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you would have Bale and Affleck tied for number two, and he would be three. The reason the uh, Bale and Affleck are tied is because one was a better Batman and one was a better Bruce Wayne. Okay, that's why. So if they were to you know, combine those two actors, yeah. then you would have an awesome Batman. But no, yeah. I'm Batman. Oh, come on, I gotta take a shit. No, the, the only one line that he he mumbles, well not mumbles, but like. He tried to use it. It was from the Batman the Animated Series. He said, I am vengeance. Uh, so that's from Batman the Animated Series. But again, the story is a really good story. Um, give it a chance. It's People say it's dark. It's shot in dark. There's a how, lot. Yeah, that's It's Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, 
and it's not it's not one of those movies where it's not like a uh, uh, Tim Burton Batman where there's it's okay. you know funny and yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. no quirky yeah yeah none of that it's a detective story it's dark as far as the the uh, atmosphere um, there's a lot of Chicago scenes yeah and people a lot of people didn't know that they filmed a lot of the scenes during in COVID. Chicago yeah during yeah, COVID yeah, yeah. Which, which is awesome for them because everyone's at home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was no really no work about per- permits. All right, man. So give me out of five stars. What you got? Out of five stars, um, I give it a four point two. Okay, four point two. It, okay. it, because it leaves a lot. I mean, I I've watched it like three times now because yeah, uh, I try to like I try to figure out different things yeah. in it. But yeah, especially in a Batman movie. Yeah. So so I'll give you I'll give you one that I watched that's sure. related and something that's been out for a while. Uh, I I let it sit, um, and, but I saw it pop up. I want to say on HBO, and it was the Joker, the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. My first time watching it. Um, what you think? It was uh, it was different. I, I didn't know what to expect out of the movie. I really didn't know because I mean, like the, you know, we get so many different. Batman is Batman, right? Mm-hmm. So like you know, you can change him a little bit here and there, like right. doing goofy voices, or right. all of a sudden his fucking suit has nipples or something stupid like that. <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> like it's like it's like do do you get like a thirty year old fucking Alfred or like a seventy nine year old Alfred like that? There's little nuances you can change, but the Joker has been played so many different ways by so many different yes. actors. I mean, you look at one of the, you know, go all the way back to like Caesar Romero. You know what I mean? Like, there's no real origin story to him. Yeah. I mean, so like, yeah, yeah. anybody can do whatever so they want no, with him. There's nothing super strict about the way that right. he can be. You know, like I said, you got the comic book version that, that everyone knows, jo- you know, literally joking around and laughing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this was a whole, like, different, really gritty, amazing take on the character himself. The way that he's over there looking for his dad and the, the way that, you know, they incorporated the origin stories of mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne and all that shit. I mean, uh, it, was, it was a really, really impressive performance. Um, I will tell you what it reminded me a lot of was um, Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro, um, the way he kind of floated around New York City and he's got the gun and he doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't really know how to handle it. And then he has a plans on what he's going to do with the gun and that loner mentality in his apartment by himself trying to take mm-hmm. care of his fucking mom and yeah. all this shit. And then and the, and the girl that he's like lusting after and following after. I mean, I, it, it, the more and more I think about it, I mean, I get these Taxi Driver vibes about it. Another movie that's very uh, similar to Taxi Driver is The, um, the King of Comedy. Okay. Which is also a Robert De Niro film. That sounds about right, yeah. So if it, if you watch, and I actually bought the movie because I couldn't find it anywhere to stream. I yeah. bought it, watched it, and then watched The Joker because yeah. Joaquin was talking about where he studied a lot of Robert De Niro films. Yeah, and and I mean you got De Niro in the movie, you know what I mean? So like yeah. that right there. And the funny thing is, is that as I'm speaking through it and thinking about it more, I forgot that De Niro was in it. Thinking because I'm not I'm thinking about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker mm-hmm. and I'm like oh shit De Niro was in this movie so I mean you think about and it De Niro was an integral part in yeah. that movie that yeah. shaped how the Joker was moving in that yeah. movie so yeah so. it's a definitely must watch Joker is a must watch um, it also just addresses a lot of the mental health issues yes. in, in in our society yes 100 percent I mean and it's it's a stigma that people still you know I mean you sit there like you're crazy I mean like you're you know things like that it, it's it's still a joke to to, to talk to call someone crazy call someone you know yeah are, are you slow like shit, you know what i mean like yeah so it's it's still out there but yeah you're definitely right about that i mean like you know the, the stigma that's out there and uh it definitely addresses that and it's interesting to see the way that they kind of handled that and the way that the public viewed him and the mm-hmm. way that they reacted to him and uh and yeah i mean I, I definitely like if you haven't seen it this is one movie where i'm like yeah it's an it's a definite watch all right, you, so you were sick, so you had plenty of time to watch stuff, huh? Dude, I watched a lot of shit. What, <laughs> did, did, did you did you watch anything else? Because I, I know there's one show that a lot of people are talking about right I now. I started rewatching Better. I'm well, not rewatching, but I, I'm on the new season of Better Call Saul, mm. where he becomes Saul Goodman. 
Ah, so it's that's all good, it's, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's a transition. So I'm I literally uh, one episode, episode and a half into it. I watch it at work when the, uh, when I'm eating my food because I eat to disconnect yeah, from yeah. the madness of teaching. Um, again, great show. Um, I from what I heard is that they're bringing back a lot of the like Aaron Paul and uh, the rest of the cast uh, to to make cameos here and there. So that's a definitely slow burn yeah it's a very slow burn show let, let me ask you like how, were you a big fan of uh breaking bad i didn't catch it till it was over yeah i, I didn't either and like it it really like i i found myself falling asleep at a lot of episodes yeah. people were like it's the it's this amazing this that whatever i mean like it's a very slow burn like it, i said it's such it it, I, it put me to sleep a lot and then yeah. so when better call Saul came out i've never seen an episode because i wasn't like i mean uh, Breaking Bad was a good series. I, I I probably have to go back and give it another chance because I've only watched it all the way through the one time. Okay. But I just like I feel like it didn't capture my attention enough where I'm like, oh my god, this was amazing, this and that, and it just I, I don't know something and about I, it just. It, I agree it with, it, catch it, on with I you. I think know? it was a good show, but it's not one of those shows where I watch over and over and yeah. over. Like Sopranos, I can throw it on right now and yes. I'm like, I'm gonna enjoy every yeah. episode. Every episode feels like nuanced. I feel like I was way more invested in the the characters of the Sopranos. Yeah, I can watch Seinfeld right now, and that well, some, sitcoms are easy. Yeah, because it's you, shorter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we were talking about it earlier, like remembering specific episodes and like yes, like you just talking. Yeah. yeah, we were just talking about yeah, that. The, the whole and it's machine. funny and it's like you know what I mean. Like it, it's not as exhausting to watch something funny. No, like, you can sit there and watch reruns of a sitcom all night. You watch a rerun, even if it's a thirty minute like drama, you're like fuck, I'm ex- like I'm emotional. Exhausted. That's right. why I missed that 70s show on on on, uh, on Netflix. Oh, you want to talk about a show I watched like all the way through about fifteen hundred times. That one I could tell you every episode, everything that happens. It's it that that uh, Seinfeld now in the Office. Yeah, so much. I'm, and I'm catching up on the Office now because. Yeah. I went to the office experience. So there you, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, so, what else you watched? So yeah, so actually this morning I watched the movie uh, Lady Bird, which had um, okay, um, so, what, her her name. She's an Irish actress. Uh, she played a young lady that whose family uh, she was getting ready to go to college. So they were doing some college visits. Um, I think Laurie Metcalf was. Uh, I think Laurie Metcalf won won an award for a supporting actress in the movie. Uh, Really, Timothy Chalamet was in it, and it was, uh, you know, it was one of these coming coming of age stories. You know, it's it's kind of you have to be perceptive to those kind of movies to enjoy it, mm. which I am. Um, and it was interesting to see all of those coming of age movies. It makes you think about being a teenager again, finding out where you fit in, realizing that you know, no matter where you go and how hard you work in your life, you do have come to those cross. Uh, crossroads sometimes that even you know in your 30s and your 40s you have to figure out where you fit in because your times change your life changes mm-hmm. people around you change so i i definitely enjoyed it um and uh yeah i mean like you know you work with younger kids so it's something that you'd probably enjoy very much so. you know what i mean so it's kind of like because you get to see some of these kids grow up and things like that so um yeah definitely uh check that one out um and then the other thing that i watch i rewatched full metal jacket i've seen that a bunch of times um <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I just really enjoy, enjoy that movie. I, I, I first saw that when I was like 16 years old. And I think it was like, I, bu- I bought the VHS, which I'm pretty sure I still have. So I rewatched that. And then on Netflix, it gave me the suggestion to watch The Five Bloods, which okay. was Chadwick Boseman's final movie, um, directed by Spike Lee. It's these, uh, it's four. Chadwick Afri- Bo- Boseman, Delroy Lindo, who's one of yeah. my favorite actors, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Awesome. Yeah. Jonathan Majors is, is, is really, really such a good, I'm so mad that his uh, Lovecraft country got canceled. I mean, it was such a good, uh, yeah. such yeah. a good show. Um, I say, but- I Say Whitlock Jr. Yeah, she, she, yep, that's it. And guess what? He does in the movie. No way, one hundred percent. She, 
<laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so it's uh, four African-American veterans battle the forces of man and nature when they return to Vietnam looking for the remains of their fallen squad leader and the gold fortune he helped them hide. So essentially what it was, it was uh, gold that was sent over from the U.S. to Vietnam and was supposed to be helping the people. And they were like, you're sending our black soldiers over here and not supporting us when we get back. So fuck you. We're taking what's ours. So, yeah. You know, their, their own version of reparations at yep. the time. And uh, yeah, so it was about them going back to Vietnam, seeing their experiences again, uh, PTSD from all the pet, all the stuff that happened uh, in Vietnam. And again, full metal jacket, Vietnam rolling over to Vietnam vets. That's and to me, like when I if I'm watching, I'm not real big on war movies, but Vietnam, I will watch Vietnam movies all day, like Dead Presidents. It's just that time frame where you have the revolution, where you have a war that should have never been fought. It's just. Did you uh, like uh, uh, We Were Soldiers? I don't. I don't know if I saw that. With the um, We Were Soldiers. Yeah, We Were Soldiers. That's with. Um, <laughs> Oh, Bill Gibson, Bill Gibson, yeah, we, we, Mel Gibson, yeah, we were soldiers. No, I haven't, I haven't um, seen this one. That, that's oh man, that's okay. Uh, that that cast is amazing. Okay, I'll have to go back and check that one. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so I know you're talking about um Vietnam. Yeah. So and I and I and I I've implored you to watch it because it is a sitcom, but the new Wonder Years. Okay. okay. The new Wonder Years. I I need you to watch it because. This last episode that, that I finished the season, they literally connected both shows, mm. and and it just like you get that epiphany moment when they show you that one second of of, of a glimpse, and you're like, yeah. that's and you're like, yeah, okay. poof, epiphany. Okay. So again, this is talking about the same time period, just we're looking at it from yes. the black point of view yes. rather than the white the, the, suburban the America, yeah. right? Looking at the black experience of the Vietnam War, so. I know you enjoy it. The music's music's great. The acting's great, and it's a lot of lot of uh, comedy in it. Yeah, I mean that's definitely it's one of those things that just like every other show that ever came out, <laughs> I will check out one day. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's not a, it's not something I knew that it was it, it had happened. But uh, yeah, so uh, let me give you a little bit of breaking news. Bears oh boy, news right here. Oh boy, uh, brand new Bears wide receiver Byron Pringle was arrested for doing donuts in a Hellcat with a suspended license with a kid in the car. So that guy is probably not going to be on the Bears much longer. He will be cut tomorrow morning. You stupid fucking bastard. What a moron. Like, seriously, you got a suspended license, you got a kid in the car, and you're doing fucking donuts on a public road. Thank you, sir. We appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. What a wow. jackass. What a jackass. What a jackass. Now you know you were the number, like, four spring, fourth string uh, fucking wide receiver on the Because uh, you're a dummy. Yeah, dumb. Uh, yeah, that's that's frustrating, man. I mean, hey, look, this is the second guy that Ryan Poles has tried to, to sign that just for whatever one reason or another is going to be a washout. Yeah. I mean, what is it, Larry Ogunjobi? Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So Did he ever sign with somebody? He No, he's because he, he's not going to pass a physical. He's, right in, he's ineligible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not that he's ineligible. He's just not going to pass a physical. So, I mean, like, you know, the Bears, because the, he never signed a contract with the Bears. He's eligible to sign wherever he wants. But, I mean, he's going to want to he's going to want to pass a physical. So, I think that if he can pass a physical at some point, I'm sure Ryan Poles is like, look, man, you, you get yourself right. You got a deal. Right. So, but yeah. For a lot less. Eh, I mean, it depends. Because if it, here's the thing. If he's still worth what they thought he was worth, if they were willing to pay him whatever after the injury, which happened late in the playoffs, you know, and, and he's still worth that money. He's still worth that money. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But I mean, now you got Pringle. There's no way they can keep him on the book. Nope. So there's some money there. So that'll be uh, that'll be fucking interesting. <laughs> 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I will not be here next week, sadly. Uh, so you'll have Z, and maybe uh, he'll have some interesting stuff for you. See what he's going to do. Yeah. Maybe go to the Sox game and record that for y'all. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. But for today, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search your keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That's TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now. And don't forget to visit our guy Danny and his crew over at ACSI.tech and check out the career section to sign an exciting new career in the communications industry. Go to ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech. And uh, get your summer going in the right direction. Once again, a big shout out to today's special guest, Lex Cruz from the Illinois Media School, from Jungle AE, from iField Nocturnal. Go and check out what he's got going on there uh huge basketball head huge basketball uh insight so that was so much fun to talk to him and talk about what a failure this playoff series has been so far don't forget to check out enrique calderon's new single it is out now yeah entre dos rios yeah and he actually filmed a video at output uh wriggling did he really yeah he did that's dope that's dope yeah man it, it was exciting to have him in here and i'm really excited for his uh his new songs go and check them out and don't forget to check out the chai native radio podcast now available on all major platforms mike logic ideal and throw mc talk about sports movies and all types of ill shit and don't forget you can submit your songs to them to play on the air and if they like your joint they will put it on the air and a shout out to them they were up in, in toronto uh, yeah they were up in uh you know uh drake town the northern part of the uh the, the north, north america going up there and doing their thing and got invited to go out and do an out-of-town show bro that was it looked like so much fun i wish i could have gone up there and, and check them out because look I, I love seeing going out there and seeing their shows and to go across the border you know and not not for weed, but for maple syrup. I mean, it's a big difference. <laughs> so hopefully they bring out some of that natural stuff. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Do Not Sleep, his uh, his Mike Logic's album is out now, as I was saying. Check out MikeLogic.BandCamp.com, M-I-C-L-O-G-I-K.BandCamp.com. Logic with the K is back. Go and get your copy of his new album. Shout out to Ronesh Panic Series Beats and custom made for the beats we play on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your moment merch and gear. And go ahead and search for Series Beats and custom made. They got new beat tapes coming out uh, like every month now. So they're putting up some dope stuff, man. Yeah, they're I, just I cranking it. it out. They are, man. It's crazy. Uh, check us out on social media. You can find us at TrueShyFans on Twitter. That's at TrueCHIFans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us. Us, hit the DMs with your stirring the pot recommendations, uh, your movies and shows you want us to talk about, and just tell us what you think about the show. You can also hit us up at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 94. Until then, be good to each other for the love of sports. Swish. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.